technical and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, David Cameron set to remain Prime Minister, Nick Clegg set to step down as Lib Dem leader and Tories hold Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with early results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. I want my party and I hope a government I would like to lead to reclaim a mantle that we should never have lost the mantle of one nation, one United Kingdom. That is how I will govern if I'm fortunate enough to form a government in the coming days. Labour have lost more than 30 seats, mainly in Scotland. Ed Miliband's party failed to win in some of their key target constituencies. This has clearly been a very disappointing and difficult night for the Labour Party. We haven't made the gains we wanted in England and Wales. And in Scotland, we've seen a surge of nationalism overwhelm our party. The Liberal Democrats have had a disastrous night, losing many MPs, including senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. Nick Clegg held his seat but has hinted he may step down as leader. I will be seeking to make further remarks about the impl implications of this election, both for the country and for the party that I lead and for my position in the Liberal Democrats. Uh, when I make remarks to my colleagues in the Liberal Democrats later this morning when I return to Westminster. UKIP has taken about 10% of the vote, but so far has won only one seat. Douglas Carswell held on to his seat in Clacton. The Conservatives have held the seats in Stevenage, St Albans and Watford, which had been targeted by Labour and the Lib Dems respectively. In Stevenage, Stephen McPartland held off the challenge of council leader Sharon Taylor. The first one is that over the last four years, um, Stevenage Borough Council overpaid £3.5 million pound in house and benefits to local people so one of the issues is actually getting rid of waste i mean that's 10 percent of that actual budget and the second one is i'm considered to be quite a left-wing conservative and always in there fighting for the man in the street and that's something that i would never give up and main held st albans in watford richard harrington held his seat with lib dem mayor dorothy thornhill third i'm a human being rob of course i'm disappointed i put my heart and soul into it i've always wanted to have a go but i guess i chose the wrong year Conservative Party chairman Grant Shapps has held well in Hatfield, but with a reduced share of the vote. The Tories have also held Broxbourne, Hertfordshire North East, Hartsmere, Hertfordshire South West, Hitchin and Harpenden, Hartford and Stortford and Wickham. Elsewhere in the three counties, verification of votes has taken longer than predicted in many counts, with delays in Milton Keynes. Counting at Bedford is now finally underway. In Luton, they aren't due to start counting until 8 o'clock, with results through at around 9.30. In other news, a service will be held at the Cenotaph in London this afternoon to mark VE Day. It's the start of three days of events commemorating the end of the Second World War. Events will also be held across Europe, including in France, Germany and Russia. The weather, some sunshine this morning, but outbreaks of rain possible this afternoon. The maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I think this works. Is this going out on the radio? Is he, can you hear me? It's working then. Bear with me one second. Hang on. Ah, I see. I see. Yes. 
morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What election? What? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. So, the big questions of the day are, pretty obviously, how many animals have you killed? And what's the best hat? Across beds and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll be speaking to our hat correspondent, Paul Scoins, but before that, this. Oh, 08459 455 555, by the way, if you fancy a piece. Down the rabbit hole, guys. 
Everyone on your best behaviour. The suits are upstairs. I've never seen so many people upstairs. Not since they... It's because they're giving away free pizza. Oh, yeah, that's right, Scoinzy. That's what kept you going through the night. Not, uh, as I thought it might have been, <laughs> sugary coffee. It was free pizza upstairs. How many... Just go through. You've been here since... What, what time did you get here yesterday? Uh, nine, 9.30. Okay, and you started broadcasting at 10. Yep. I, I, I literally didn't listen to any of it. I've taped it. Don't tell me the answers or the results. <laughs> I want to watch it when I get home tonight. <laughs> You're no spoilers a, here, guys. You're in for a treat. Hey, fantastic. <laughs> um, but just tell me exactly what it is you've eaten overnight. I have had um, I had a Viennese biscuit. Uh, I've had two pieces of that free pizza. Hey. Although I'm sure I'll end up with a tax sort of uh, demand for it. Yes, of course. You're, you, by the way, you guys, you paid for his pizza. Or it may have come out of Boss's pocket, actually. It might have done. It might have come out yes. of Boss's yeah, pocket, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but you pay her wages, so... <laughs> Either directly or indirectly, you've uh, given uh, uh, Paul Scoynes dominoes. I think I had a uh, uh, a caramel Rocky bar hey, as well. man so, alive. You know, that's, that's literally all I've sustained myself. You and guys lots of coffee, lots have of coffee. been living the dream. <sighs> well, thanks for the general election update, Paul. Now, coming up... It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, what happened? Wagwan, what happened? Well, Wagwan. Uh, locally... We're, it's nothing has changed, right? Except for share of votes. So share of vote for the Conservatives has actually gone up by quite a bit. Uh, the Lib Dems have had a hammering, yeah, uh, nationally and locally. Yeah, um, they've lost people like Vince Cable. Vince Cable has gone. Uh, I know that's incredible. Yeah. And um, uh, Danny Alexander, Alexander uh, Simon, Simon Hughes, Hughes has yeah, gone. Absolutely. So big names in the party. Um, Ed Davey as well as another one who's the uh, climate change. Minister. Well, I mean, may I be the first to say, bye, Nick. How yeah. are LBC going to fill their Thursday mornings? Well, exactly. Who are they going to call? They can't Ghostbusters. Do, uh, call Tim. No. Who, who might be the new. Uh, well, how, could, the Nick Clegg is going to go, and everyone's saying, well, do you think Nick Clegg will stand down? Well, yeah, duh, of course he's going to stand down. He can't stay, obviously. And he's kind of hinted that he's going to maybe make that announcement today. Well, the big. The, the, I mean, the, the other sort of side to this is Labour and how badly they've done. And, you know, when you thought that the, the polls were showing that they could even be the not polls the, the largest party, but certainly the party that could be the defining well, party. The polls yesterday, 33% Tories, 33% Labour, and yet you look at the figures that are coming in, yep. that's nowhere near mm. the truth. Uh, would you like a little bit of satire? Go on. Can I be the first to uh, congratulate David Miliband? <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, do you like that? That well, works on so many levels. It does, at least two. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's kind of what I meant. <laughs> the, uh, well, the, the, I mean, the, that's, the, that's what's being talked about today. Will Ed Miliband still be the leader of the Labour Party well, come the end of the day? He won't Will be. Ed Balls still be an MP by eight o'clock this morning. Dan, this is the thing. Ed, where is he? He's North London somewhere, isn't he? No, he, uh, Leeds somewhere. He's Leeds, excuse North me. Leeds, yeah. um, uh, and it's looking likely that he's going to get the boot. It, it, well, it, it, people around the counter apparently saying that he has gone. Yeah. His majority was only 1,100. Gosh. Uh, something that's just happened in the last couple of minutes. Uh, it's goodbye to George Galloway, who has uh, lost his seat at Bradford He West. demanded that he... Well, George Galloway uh, is in trouble for tweeting or, or, or texting or something, stuff that he shouldn't have tweeted. I don't know what that was. Maybe advanced figures. And then he demanded a recount, didn't he? Was it, was it that close? Do you know what, what the figures were? Was it that close for him to demand a recount? Or was it just him being petulant. I think it was just him being petulant because the majority for Labour was 11,000. So they, really, they blew him away. Um, 
so that's another name i suppose but but i mean the the, the big story for um for the country i suppose is that the conservatives may just edge over they may get an overall majority which would mean what they is don't it have 326 326 326 yes. of course esther mcveigh is gone she's gone that yeah, was so a, a shock the, the main conservative scalp yeah um, yep, yep. the evening yeah. so, such a nice woman as well such a such a friendly approachable woman it's it's odd that um, people didn't buy into that she has said that she's not going to go back into television and that she's going to try and fight again as a politician she's going to go back into the dole office well that would be um it's hard work, isn't it? There's a lot of uh, Scottish Labour and Liberal Democrat MPs who are also going to be taking Can that part this I, morning. I as well. did listen as I was driving into you and uh, Roberta and um, Peter Lilly. <laughs> Well, it's a great day for democracy, although what's happening in Scotland is terrifying. <laughs> well, that's democracy, Peter. My second name is Bruce, and if we lost... This is a quote from Peter Lilly. My second name is Bruce, and if we lost Scotland, it would be like losing a limb from my body. Where else are you going to lose a limb from? It's a great day for democracy, but what's happening in Scotland is terrifying. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? So there'll be... How many seats is Scotland looking at? Is it, is it the 58 that the exit yes, polls were saying? The exit polls were saying 52. 52. Um, so overall, you know, plus up to 58. But um, 52 extras, sorry, is what I mean. Uh, there 55 was when I last yeah, looked at Yeah, 55 was the last one I saw. Um, that may have changed now. They're at 55 plus 49. So there's still three shorts, three seats short of what the... Uh, uh, Exit poll was saying. What's so. uh, interesting as well is, is a, the, the, the Conservatives have uh, seem to have taken a lot of seats, but also they've increased their majorities in a lot of places significantly. Oh, yeah, and uh, absolutely. In some places around this area, you know, you've seen uh, the... Um, just before you came on air, the uh, St Albans seat, that went up, I think, by about three or 4,000. We've seen similar numbers in other places. Grant Shapps, though, down by 3,000. Mm -hmm. um, but the big losers in all of that really seems to be the Lib Dems. They Nick Clegg held on to his seat, but only just. It was Dems. close. It was yeah. a close call. Yeah, and indeed, that was, uh, I think, a pretty uh, sort of certain load of uh, Conservatives doing some tactical voting, yeah. they know that if they had to go into coalition with the Liberal Democrats, that was only going to happen if, Lib De uh, if uh, Nick Clegg was at the helm of the party. Now, the chances are that he might not be. There might mm. be a vote of confidence against him. They might decide that uh, he can't continue in that position, at which point, you know, if any of the other um, Lib Dem MPs who still remain at the moment, Tim Farron being the most obvious one, I suppose, former party chairman, um, he won't go into coalition with the Conservatives. No. So they'll either have to rule as a minority government, um, which is possible, but that then points towards another election, perhaps. I mean, some people are saying before Christmas. I think that's probably yeah. unlikely. We could see one in sexy times. 18 months. Very so we could sexy be doing times. doing all again in 18 months' time. been a busy couple of days for you, Paul. I've been... Yeah, quite busy. National Paul Scorings Day yesterday. That was incredible. GE 2015 yesterday and today. I yeah. What are I, you going to do? What are you going to do for today, mate? How are you going to come down from this? I I can only go on. What? On. Where? And on. Oh God! Not on this show. That's no. Nope. You're finished. Am I off to the hotel now? Yes. Or you can put the coffee on. I can do that. Good lad. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
M25, there's a lane closed anti-clockwise between Junction 13 for Staines and 12 for the M3. In High Wycombe, it's looking quiet, but there are roadworks on Marlow Hill just before the junction for Marlow Road by the Leisure Centre, so it's better to get uh, very busy there later on this morning. In Stevenage, in Walken, on the Bennington Road, that's been closed in both directions at the High Street because of emergency repairs. And in Milton Keynes, it's still very quiet this morning, but the A509 has resurfacing work going on at the M1 Junction 14th Milton Keynes at the roundabouts, so at the Northfield roundabout, sorry, so expect delays there later on as well. No reports of any delays so far on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I did not know that. Paul, thank you. Thank you for the gossip. Morning. It's Thank you, Paul. You've done a good job, mate. Well done. 6.16. It is uh, Friday, the um, 8th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with early results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. The Liberal Democrats have had a disastrous night, losing many MPs, including senior figures in the party. Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. And the Conservatives have held the seats in Stevenage, St Albany, and Watford, which had been targeted by Labour and the Lib Dems. BBC Three Counties Radio. And the BAFTA goes to the 2015 BAFTA Television Awards on BBC One. He'll be there. <gasps> Look what's in front of me. A sea of talented nominees. And so will this lot. This is a great honour. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. What an honour. Thank you. This is amazing. I'm glad we came now. The British Academy Television Awards with Graham Norton. I get to host TV's most glamorous night of the year. Sunday night at 8 on BBC One and BBC One HD.
Is it about a gap here? I think we're they actually drove across the green when the kids were coming back from school and nearly knocked women over with toddlers and it got that bad my husband went after them on his own motorbike and pulled them off. Come on. You've forgotten your records, Boily, so it's white 80s pop all morning. You've left your records on. I know. Everyone knows that Friday is vinyl day. I forgot it was Friday because hey. it's Monday. What do you mean you forgot it was Friday because of Monday? Monday sets up the Friday. And Monday then... is the beginning of the sentence that, that uh, ends Friday. And then my kids were off school yesterday. Oh. So I don't, uh, what day is it? Slackers. Slackers. I'll tell you what the truth is. It's the hangover from National Post Coins. Oh, man alive. I voted yesterday and I, I, got, I, lo- I love it. I voted, and I was hanging around for ages after the vote, waiting for my biscuits and orange juice. And then I remembered that you only get that when you give blood. Oh. It was so... I was there for ages. Kind of, can we help you? Well, you know, a bit thirsty and a bit hungry. OK. And after about 45 minutes, I thought, oh, no, it's blood, isn't it? And they I give you a sticker? I've no been brave sticker. today. I got told off. Right. Mm. This is why I'm never going to vote again, and I suggest you do the same, dear listener. I can say that now with great authority. So, where I had to go and vote, it was... I don't know what it was. I think... Who was that? That was, that was you. me, yeah. I don't God, know sorry. what kind of building... Hey, by, by the way, this is what we'll do. The weirdest building you voted in. Some people were... Vo- they, I was listening to Radio 4. Some people had to vote in someone's house in a small village. How weird is that? There was a restaurant. Look at Paul talking to me. It's soundproof glass, mate. I can't hear. You can come in if you want. Come in. Come in. You at least got the radio. So they voted in someone's house. Where are they going? The Donny? He's like Simon Mayo going for the world record of, broad- of boring broadcasting. <laughs> Scoinsy, go on, sit, uh, sit, uh, I'll stand up. Uh, No, uh, there was someone had to vote in someone's house or something. Yeah, yeah, that happened. And um, uh, in Milton Keynes, they got locked out of the polling station, so someone had to vote, they had to vote in the back of a convertible... In a, a convertible Peugeot for about half an hour. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man, well, this is it. The weirdest place you've ever had to <laughs> vote or give an opinion. 08459 455 555. It was a great thing on Radio 4 about all these the, the different voting locations. One was in someone's house, and um, they've been doing it there for years, and the wife pushes all the furniture to the side, and they do it in the living room, and they've got, like, a polling booth yeah. that they have in their shed. I hope everyone takes their shoes off. Oh, wouldn't you just? I don't think you can be refused entry, though, if you keep your shoes on. That's democracy. We're not China. No. Well, we, as we discussed yesterday, you can vote topless. It is possible, but well, if you're I can't. a lady, you can't. No, absolutely. Not fair. People are also, you're not, you're not allowed to take selfies in the, the, the polling booth, but some yeah. people were taking selfies. Well, then you should report them. I'm going to. We've got their Don't names. need to. It's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest place you've ever voted, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And there was one place, it was a restaurant, and people were like, Booking lunch and then go voting and then going and having a little bit of lunch afterwards. Two birds, one stone. Two birds. Anyway, so I, I don't know what I was voting in. I think uh, it was a general election. That was yeah. it. But I don't know the building. I think. Well, do you know what? I don't know what it was, and I voted there before, and I've got no idea. It's near an allotment, so it might be like the allotment management hall. Is it a shed? Well, it was bigger than a shed. I mean, it was it was big. It was a hall of some kind. You... Seed store. I beg your pardon. The seed store. That's my nickname at school, but. <laughs> Um, Are you definitely sure you voted and you didn't just get conned out of a vote? 
You pay them £25, yeah? Well, per you... vote. I did two votes, 50 quid. Right, little pencil, small piece of paper. Are you yeah. sure you weren't in Argos? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did come away with uh, scale and an iPad, so you never know. <laughs> so, anyway, I got into... So, I parked up in the car park, right? I drove in, parked up, went and voted. Um, don't... I should have said this yesterday, I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Don't try and engage the, uh, the squares that work there in Bants. Oh, no. No Bants with the squares. They are literally... They are in love with elections. They're not in love with bands. Were you in the booth at the time shouting out and they, no response? I wasn't even in. I didn't have a booth. Oh. No, I had I, a three-way... I show scores my yeah, picture. I had that. A three-way... Like um, a separation. Sort of like a board, like a whiteboard in the triangular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No curtain. I couldn't no do curtain. my shower gag. I yeah, had the yeah. cap and the wash and go and everything. Couldn't do the gag. Very disappointing. I did it anyway. It didn't work. No one, no one understood it. Had my loofah and everything. And they don't like bands. And they don't like loofahs. Certainly not where I store my loofah. Oh, my God. Um, so, anyway, I got back in the car and I had such fun voting, I didn't want it to end. <laughs> but I got, I got in the car and as I was driving out, a guy in a suit was going... was pointing at me. Oh, and I, I gave him the thumbs up. I went, yeah, I voted. And you went, yeah, it's me. No, yeah, it's I, me. I gave him the thumbs up. I went, I voted. <laughs> and he went... He pointed to, in a different direction to the one in which I was travelling. And I went, no, 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 in there. <laughs> and he went, no... Drive that way, you. And uh, you I realised, yeah, he uh, he was telling me I was driving out of this weird place, the wrong direction, and I nearly followed his instructions. I thought, nah, screw you, square, and I just drove out the way I, f I fancied. So that was my election story. All right, okay, anarchy, literal anarchy. I wonder how long you could string out a voting session. So if you could yeah. sort of, you know. How, how long would it be before they said, come on, on your, on your come way? Come on, mate, you've been in there for three hours. <laughs> I can't make my mind up! And what's funny, what's funny about the election is there are so many stupid parties, <laughs> Labour and Conservative to one side, there are so many little made-up parties that, um, that have got... You, you'd never even heard of. Like, you've got... Um, Oh, there's, well, the Magna Carta Party. I mean, those guys. I I've not heard of that. The Magna Carta Party wow. is one of them. Uh, there was one standing in um, in Clegg's thing as well that was like a made-up, yeah. kind of like a UKIPy thing, but it was not a UK. They, they, they hadn't got that much imagination. But when they did the counts, I felt a bit sorry as well, because some of them got no claps at all, obviously, because they're not bothered turning up, because they yeah. knew they weren't going to win. But there was one that was called, like, the Big Up Britain, yeah, it's best party. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, three votes. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> if that had been me, I'd be going, Yes! Three votes! <laughs> we might still win this! The Green Party relentlessly cheer everything. Don't so they? even if uh, they get so nice. apart votes, from apart from aerosols. They oh, don't cheer aerosols or whales tuna. water. Yeah, exactly. They don't uh, cheer those. Have you kept won anything yet? Uh, they've won one so far. Which one? Uh, Douglas Carswell. Okay. He's kept hold of his seat in uh, Clacton. Surely, surely the next leader of uh, UKIP, because Farage won't uh, survive, will he? Well, he hasn't... Uh, well, it looks unlikely. It looks unlikely he may even... He won't, he won't win Thanet, will he? Oh, no. That's going to be well, uh, I, Al Murray. I, I, I'm calling that one now. I shouldn't do. No. But, um, but the, the talk is that... Um, the, the Conservatives have that one. Okay, uh, and he'll go. He'll go, but he, he, he well, can't. If they win one, possibly two seats, he can't stay, can he? What he said is that he would offer his resignation. Now, of course, the party doesn't have to accept that resignation. Oh. Does he have to offer it to himself? I think he might have to. <laughs> or to his wife. No, no, Nigel, I, I'd like to offer my resignation. No, 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 Nigel, I don't take it. You carry on. You're doing a great job. But let me finish. <laughs>
so I mean, he could be. I mean, Carswell hasn't ruled out being the leader. Now we've got some fine correspondents all over the place at the moment, and I know Tony Fisher is still in Bedford as we speak, yeah. as are some of our other uh, correspondents. We've not heard from our Oxbridge correspondent this morning, who um, oh Scott Bounce has gone strangely quiet because well, the, Boris uh, is in. Boris yeah. is in by a landslide. Yeah, Celebrity that? politics. It is, and you know when we're talking about David Cameron hanging up his uh, his coat yes. at the next yes. uh, election. Um, who's going oh, to take God. on? Lots of people are pointing to Listen, BBC, of course, completely non-biased, but, oh, having Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, shoot me now, blimey. I mean, seriously. Paul, you agree with me, don't you? Don't you? Paul? Paul, come back! Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still looking very quiet. In Stevenage on Bennington Road, though, that's, that's been closed for emergency repairs at the High Street. And in Neasden, the North Circular Road is starting to build up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Brentfield Road in Wembley. On the M25, it's clear through um, through Watford and around uh, to the M40. But on anti-clockwise between Junction 13 for Staines and 12 for the M3, there's a lane closed by a lorry that's broken down, which is starting to cause some delays. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Braff. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with early results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. Labour have lost more than 30 seats, mainly in Scotland. The Liberal Democrats have had a disastrous night, losing many MPs, including senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. Nick Clegg held his seat but looks set to step down as leader. In Hertfordshire, with only Hemel Hempstead to declare, the Tories have held all seats, including Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. There have been delays to counts in Milton Keynes, Bedford and Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Practice starts at nine o'clock in Barcelona for Sunday's Spanish Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton has won three of the opening four races of the season. Kind of blown away just how amazing this season started off. Really proud of all the, all the team to have built another strong car and, and then also the performances. I left the last race thinking, wow, we've had an amazing two weeks. And me and my engineers, we did a great job, and the mechanics, we did a just pretty much a perfect spot on uh, weekends. So um, I hope that we can, you know, coming here, I'm kind of like it's starting again. So, I, you know, we've got a lot of work to do still. In football, in last night's League One semi-final first leg playoff matches, Preston won 1-0 at Chesterfield, Swindon won 2-1 at Sheffield United. Tonight in the Championship, Brentford hosts Middlesbrough. Wickham and Stevenage start their League Two playoff campaigns this weekend. Wickham play their first leg at Plymouth tomorrow night. Stevenage hosts Southend on Sunday night. Wickham manager Gareth Ainsworth is confident the experience he has in his squad will be key. I've got a real good professional bunch, you know, uh, epitomised by Stevie, Craig, Paul Hayes, you know, the two, the two out there who, who lead the boys and, and Blooms you know and backs it up the, the, the stalwart of the club they, they won't let them get carried away they won't let them think anything else than professional and uh, the characters we signed in the summer uh, you know really are coming to the fore now Tomorrow afternoon Boreham Wood bid for a place in the conference as they host Whitehawk in the Conference South playoff final Milton Keynes Dons will celebrate their promotion to the championship tonight at Middleton Hall in central Milton Keynes from 5.30 Luton have already announced their pre
pre-season schedule with home games against Coventry, Brentford and Walsall. And England's cricketers face Ireland in a one-off one-day international in Dublin this morning. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at seven. Oh, blimey. Hang on a second. We just swapped studios. Hang on a second. I can do this smoothly. The boss is upstairs. Hang on. I can do this smoothly. Hang on. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nobody will notice a thing. That's not Melanie doing Ruby Tuesday. Someone's uh, messed so with the label. Go, get on the blue microphone, please, as per usual. Somebody's messed... The gr- that was the blue one. Yeah, no. I switched it around. There we go, there we go. That's the blue one. Uh, this one. Blimey. So that wasn't... Well, that's another one that's going to go... Oh! Yeah, I've destroyed... Yeah, I popped a record, mate. That's not the Ruby Tuesday by uh, Melanie that I was expecting to hear. Blimey. 08459 455 555. We're asking the strangest places you've ever voted or had to give an opinion. Uh, how many animals have you killed and what's the best type of hat? That's, uh, those, are the, those are the questions for this morning, dear listener. We'll speak to you after this. A little bit of Fleetwood Mac, hopefully. This is what it says on the label, but I don't know if it's going to... Oh 
is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're back in the studio that we know and love. It's called... What's the studio called? This is 1B. 1B, and... Um, it's uh, called home. It's called home to us. It's uh, my studio, and... Uh, Skynes, you don't need to type on the screen. You can come in and tell us the good news. Use your face and your mouth. Use your face and your mouth, mate. You're here. I don't want you to use your fingers. I want you to use your mouth. Scoins, what are you typing? What's uh, happened? We've just had some results. Right, Paul, Paul is going to be... Yeah, you're here all morning, aren't I'm you? Here, I'm here all week. Paul's going to... <laughs> <laughs> Paul's going to be popping in and telling us uh, little uh, snippets of uh, um, uh, general election news. What results have we got? We've just had uh, Milton Keynes South. Yes. Which is a Conservative hold. I'm afraid I don't know the specific details, but that, of course, was a considered to be a marginal seat. We yep. did think that Labour might make some gain in there. Um, yep. They clearly haven't. Um talk was about an hour ago that... Uh, you have to come a little bit closer Sorry. to that mic, it's a bit rubbish. Talk Sorry. was about an hour ago that they had actually um, put several thousand votes onto their total and they'd actually held it by 7,000. That would be uh, increasing the majority. Uh, I need to double-check the figures. Um, we've also just in the last few minutes heard that Aylesbury has uh, stayed with the Conservatives. Perhaps not so much of a surprise, no. although UKIP have been uh, uh, put into second place there. Which, you know, is significant. They've mm. done a lot of campaigning there. Nigel Farage has been there fairly recently. They've taken quite a few second places, haven't they, overnight? Their deputy chairman, uh, Catherine, was saying that perhaps they might even get as many as 100 second places uh, throughout the night. Which they and what do you see. get for a second place? You get nothing. For ah, your okay. first loser. Right, OK. Well, Paul, listen, while you're here, would you like... There's two more. Go Sorry. on, go on, yes. Sorry. Go, go, uh, go, go, go. Cheshire and Amersham, not yep. so much of a surprise. And John Burko. Yep. Perhaps unsurprisingly, is still the speaker. Married to the beautiful, yet controversial, yet not quite as beautiful as she thinks, Sally Burko. Put some clothes on, love. Now. And I in that sheet. And I in that sheet. I can't. I'm going to meet um, um, Mrs. Danchuk later on for a photo session. Find the gap, Paul. Find the gap. Virtually, you didn't know how to play this game the other day. Do you know how to play it now? I know the rules now. Tell, tell us, tell us, tell the listeners. You play the jingle. No. <laughs> well, well okay. the jingle's not the rules. That's just a bit of fun. Yeah, that's 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 window dressing. Okay. Well, the rule is you you give the the headline. Yes. I have to find out what the story is. Well, you guess. Yeah. And also, this is a local story that none of you suckers here, all general election, all David Cameron, only Clegg, none of you have found this local. Story, because you're too busy with your um, snouts up the general election. Wow, you're yeah. gonna give him the thinking music. Oh, yeah. I like that. Would you like? Uh, I'm not giving you the headline I'm, yet. I've got the, these headphones on. Mind the gap. In. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, no, no. It's not mind the gap. Listen, listen carefully. Listen carefully. It's find the gap. Find the gap. I cannot give you thinking music is it because I um, literally don't know where the thinking music is. Uh, the chief executive of the American oh. clothing chain Gap was on a recent visit to uh, a local shopping centre trying to find his branch. I couldn't find it. Kelly Betts, find the Gap. Okay. Find the Gap. It's a local story, guys. How did you slackers miss this? So what's the headline? Find the Gap. Oh, nice voice. Find the Gap. Is it something to do with Watford Gap? Not local. Horace is in Hemel. Good morning, oh, Horace. Good, good morning, Ian. How are you? Find the gap, Horace. Well, there's one in Watford. Yeah, we've no, just... No, there isn't. We've just done that. No, not the, not the Watford Gap. I mean the actual Gap shop. OK, no, that's we not... We found that, a gap. That's not... Uh, that's not... What have you called in for, Horace? Oh, you wanted to know the best hat. Yes, I did. And I'm going for Hatfield. 
How many animals have you killed, Horace? Uh, not that many. <laughs> no, it's not a specific number. Thank you, Horace. Catherine, your One, turn. Rabbit. Find mm. the gap. Um, Two, a rabbit and a kitten. Oh. Kitten with a brick. Find the gap. Find the gap, find the gap, find the gap, find the gap. Is it... Um, it's a local story, guys. Um, is it someone fell down a hole in an eaten brain, their hat flew off... A school... And they were trying to find it, but they no. still couldn't. I'm going to stop you there, because you're embarrassing yourself. A school and all of womankind. A school has apologised after three girls aged six escaped through a gap in a hedge <laughs> to go home and play in Milton Keynes. Good girls. Oh. I hope they were safe. They yeah. were. I hope they found the gap. That's an adventure. Yeah. Because it ended well. Okay. How long is that coffee taking to make, guys? Well, I had actually started, and then I heard the breaking story. I had to well, come down. Well, coughs. I would. Su I would suggest. What's more important? Coffee's more important than. Um, Democracy. Yeah. Not to our listeners here. Well. Th thanks very much. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. What you got in the papers, Kath? I think that you should be given a certain amount of time to do stuff, and then if you don't do it in that time, it jog on, mate, Sounds right? Sounds perfect to me. A pensioner has finally got his degree 35 years after oh. he started studying for it. No, come no, no, on. No, 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 Fire no, him guys, off. Guys. Ray Reddick, 67, who left school at 15, began his economics course with the Open University in 1980. Six years later, he went on study leap. Six years? I mean, do they do six-year courses for anyone other than vets and, I don't know, lawyers these days? Blimey. Uh, he went on a career break and the break lasted for 23 years. Ray had retired when he restarted and decided to add Spanish to his studies. Why not? He's in no rush. Now Ray of Shore and West Sussex has completed enough modules to graduate and was given his BA degree at a ceremony in Brighton. Frankly, it makes a mockery of all of those well, who managed it in four years. That makes a mockery of it, whereas this, this is what can be achieved Go. by a young man. He's 37. This Very is, young men. This is flipping brilliant, right? Headline, hovering light bulb. I'm in. I want one. How much is it? I don't care. I'll have five. A boffin, of course it is, who else, has invented a levitating light bulb with a 22-year lifespan. Flipping hell. I love the idea, but I can't help thinking, what for? Because <laughs> it'll be wicked. Yeah, but what for? Turn the lights on. To on click. Whoa, that's floating. I know. Let's make love. Yeah. Totally going to make love to you now. You've got floating light bulbs. Watch the light bulb, though. You might knock it off. Well, that's 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 the point. Um, Simon Morris, 37... That could burn, surely, couldn't it? ..said his flight light draws power wirelessly from a charge block and floats above it. When pla placed over the centre of the wooden base, opposing force... It's magnets. ..cause it to hover... New Yorker Simon said the £260 bulb is switched on and off by touching the base. He says it also rotates if spun. I want it. I want one of these bad boys. That sounds awesome. And it makes me think... Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Right. And I was thinking this the other day and I thought, it sounds dumb, but I don't know how it works, right? So I'm going to ask it. How the hell does Wi-Fi work? So the internet is going through me now, is firing through me, is yeah. firing... So Google, Yahoo, uh, Ask Jeeves, um, Bing. Bing, Pornography, Cats, they're all going through me now. Yeah. Now, you can't... If I, I, I've got one filling. If I had more... If I had the old-fashioned metallic fillings or a plate in my head, you can't tell me 
that the metal in my body wouldn't be picking up on that pornography and those cats. Depends on the frequency, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm just saying words. Can I don't know. someone? And this is honestly, I was in my car the other day. I, it was an hour thinking, what? How does that? How does Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, how does it work? I'm glad you're asking this question because my favourite seat at home is right next to the Wi-Fi hub, and I'm a bit concerned about uh, what's going through me. Mate, you can't. Well, you're not supposed to put your head near microwaves well, because it's ra- radiation. Yeah. It's radiation. There was a story this week. Scientists were getting messages from space. It turned out it was the microwave in the canteen. If I wrap my head in tinfoil, will I be safe, though? Well, I don't know. Listen, I know Justin's out doing whatever it is he's doing. Uh, can we get Justin out just to ask the simple question, how does Wi-Fi work? Yeah. Because it sounds straightforward, but it isn't. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the motorways to begin with, it's quiet still on the A1M and it's not looking too bad on the M1 or the M40. Further afield on the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane closed between junction 13 for Staines and 12 for the M3, which is causing some delays. On the North Circular Road, westbound, there are queues between the M1 at Staples Corner flyover towards Brentfield Road and Wembley. And in Buckingham, it's looking quiet on London Road at the total roundabout, but there are electricity works going on there, so that could cause some delays later. In Stevenage on Bennington Road, that's still closed in both directions. At the high street for bridge maintenance work. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Sammy! Yes. Simple question. Very mm-hmm. simple question. How does Wi Fi work? Well, it sends letters through the air that are invisible and they show up on the computer screen. Obviously. Well, when you put it like that, it makes so much sense. Invisible letters. It's a genuine question. How the flipping hell does Wi Fi work? 6.46, it's uh, Friday the 8th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with early results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. Nick Clegg looks set to resign as Lib Dem leader after a disastrous night, including defeats for senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. And the Conservatives have held all Hertfordshire seats so far, including Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. They also have held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and beds weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It looks like today is going to be a mostly dry day, but it will be really rather cloudy. A bit of brightness at times. I think um, the most likely chance that we will see that brightness is probably through the afternoon. It will help to lift the temperature up to a fairly warm 16 or 17 degrees, 63 in Fahrenheit. But you'll always want to watch out for a few spots of rain, particularly towards western areas of Buckinghamshire. So I think eastern areas of Hertfordshire are likely to stay dry just about all day um, until perhaps we get to the evening when we may well see a good few sharp showers. So mostly dry, some spots of rain towards the west and then showers into this evening. Feeling nice and warm, but there'll always be quite a lot of cloud. And it will be a cloudy night tonight as well. Quite a claggy, mildish night, really. Uh, Temperatures not dropping out of double figures. And then as we head into tomorrow, we run the risk of seeing some rather blustery showers, some heavy, thundery showers perhaps at times. And then on Sunday, things will settle down. It will be dry and warm. There'll be some sunshine and that warmth is going to last well into next week. That's the forecast. Thank you, Elizabeth. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio.
to Justin Dealey. Remember, he is the man that said this. This is why school is wrong. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, boss. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some great news for you. Yeah, go on, mate. Sadiq is back. Oh, yes. Those, for those who don't know and who couldn't, he means this guy. Dorbin. Yes. yes. And do you know what? The this King is a great thing. Yeah. I said to Sadiq, I said, great to see you again. He said, you know what? I have had so many Much. phone calls oh. telling me they heard me on the radio saying doorbells. <laughs> 
Oh, hang on. I think you mean... Doorbells. Yes. yes. Oh, boy, He's boy. become a star. Uh, d- well, d- d- this, we've had a few questions this morning. I've got a great one to send you out on, but we've been asking, how many uh, animals have you killed? You've killed an animal, haven't yeah, you, Yeah, once, Catherine? and I never forgive myself what, for it. How, what did you do? When I used to work in Milton Keynes, I was driving very early in the morning, and a rabbit ran out in the road. Yep. And it did that thing where it kind of looked like it had seen me. Oh, I've clocked you panicked yeah. and then started running back towards the head and then thought nah no. straight into the tire commit commit and i felt my wheel go over its head and i i'm sure i felt it crunch ever killed an animal just i think oh do you know what as a human being it hurts me to say this but i think i killed i think i killed a squirrel once i think what, 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 what do you mean you think man what happened well i was driving and it went under the vehicle and i just want to leave it there you didn't see it come out no I well, I, I've killed a rabbit. I don't want to discuss that on the air. Hmm. Uh, I've said before I've killed a cat when I was on the holiday in Spain. So a cat got run over. Its body was flat. It was still alive. Oh, come on. I boss. had to grab a brick and finish the job, mate. Oh. I was. But do you know what? Yeah. I felt. Um, I was proud. I was proud that I stoved that um, cat's head in with a brick. It was a mercy killing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Took three goes. Oh, no, okay, see, okay. I beg your pardon. I've killed three animals. I had to kill a vole under similar circumstances. Oh, dear. My cat brought one in and snapped its back. Um, I said to the kids, I'm going to take it out in the garden, fix it, and let it go. Took it in the garage, stoved its head in with a brick. We've got a lot of bricks lying around. What is it with you? I'm an animal lover. Not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, that's one question this morning. The other yep. question uh, this morning is, what's the best hat? For me, it will... Well, there are two... I'm going to cheat. My prerogative, there are two. The stovepipe hat mm-hmm. and also the top hat that um, opens when you go... Ah, the opera hat. The opera ah, hat. It's flat. Yes. What's that flat bit of... Co- Whoa, it's a hat! <laughs> it's the hat version of the bed that pops out of the wall. Kels, what's your favourite hat, mate? I'm going to bring a bit of class into this. Classier <laughs> than a top hat, surely yes. impossible. OK, mate. Uh, those glittery novelty cowgirl hats. Boyle? Flat cap. Yeah, we go you're up north, isn't it? You see? Mm. Justin, you got a favourite hat, mate? Uh, for me, it would probably be the beanie hat. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. for me, obviously, on the streets, I needed a street presence. That is a very street hat. Yeah. You've taken this to the streets, haven't you? I have. Um, Lord Ashtown, by the way, was on TV last yes. night saying, he said, I will publicly eat my hat <laughs> if some of these predictions are correct. Do now, you want vinegar with that, Lord, Lord Ashtown? <laughs> Twitter was full of pictures of him last night, uh, superimposed eating hats. The problem was, he was on TV saying that. He wasn't actually wearing a hat. Hat. So, so where's the hat going to come from? I've got to say, the uh, great uh, filmmaker, Werner Herzog, um, once said, I can't remember why, but he said, if that happens, I'll eat my shoe. <laughs> it happened, and there is a film of him um, uh, uh, cooking a shoe and then eating it in front of an audience. When I was a kid, one of my dad's favourite sayings was, if, that, if you do that, I'll show my backside in the street. Okay? And I remember once he said, I'm going to the chippy, what do you want? I said, a pie. You'll never eat that pie. I will, I want a pie. You'll never eat the whole pie. If you eat that whole pie, I will show my backside in yeah, the street. Yeah. So I ate it on purpose. And? He just put his bum out with, like, fully clothed. He went, I didn't say it would be naked. He did it. He got you, mate. Technicality. Pwned. He pwned you. <laughs> Dealey, what have the street had to say, mate? Uh, yeah, been on the streets this morning asking, uh, <laughs> well, what's your favourite hat? Sadiq at the end. You are going to love his answer. Take a listen. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Pork pie hat. Okay, so it's so a pork pie hat. How many of those have you got? None. That's why. That's why I'm wearing this one. <laughs> if they're the best, then why haven't you got any? I can't find none in Luton. Um. Well, at the moment, cowboy hats. Well, because I do. 
country dancing, so... I bet you look pretty tasty in yeah. a cowboy hat, don't yeah, you? I do, yeah, I think so, yeah. You do say yeah. so yourself? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah. And the guys love it? Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. Sarah, what's the best hat? A straw hat. Yes! <laughs> I like that vibe. <laughs> OK. Thank you. All right, thank you. Hats off to you. Madam, how many Kiss Me Quick hats have you got? Who? Sadiq, uh, we've managed to find you. Uh, welcome back. You've now become a radio star after your uh, recent doorbell answer. Um, what's the best type of hat for you? Stetson. <laughs> There's another one. It's a great hat. Great hat, great answer, great guy. Does he always answer in one word? He does, and do you know what? It's just the delivery. That, I mean, uh, it's the delivery. Yeah. He's just so certain of his answer. Oh, Some people yeah. might say, oh, yeah, for me, I quite like a Stetson. No, for, for Sadiq, oh. he is absolutely sure of his answer, and that will not be changing. Justin, just quick question. Hmm. How does Wi-Fi work? How does Wi-Fi work? Uh, well, you just go into your phone or your computer, type in a password, and, and away you go. Yeah, but how does it work? I've got absolutely no idea. Can you take that to the streets? Seriously? Yeah, because, right, it, well, I was really pondering about this for an hour in my car the other day, right? Wi-Fi is everywhere. It's here, mm. yeah? It's going through me now, Yeah. right? Does that mean, like, Yahoo and Bing and um, adult sites and cats are going through me? If I, if I had metal in my head, yes. um, would I be able to, um, to, to pick up, you know, um, the, the internet? It's a great question. I'm going to try and find Sadiq and try and get the uh, definitive answer on that one. It will be definitive. It will be one-worded. Uh, yeah. Justin, thank you, mate. Thank you. Speak to you later on. Ta-ta. What you got in the papers, Cass? Well, you know, uh, stuff always happens on school trips. Yeah, right? oh, I remember it? one kid got really early, had to do a poo by the side of the road in Paris, <laughs> and, we all, and we all watched and laughed. Well, in this case, uh, they came back with something more than they went away with. Uh, two Sudanese stowaways stunned pupils by emerging from the luggage section oh, of their coach yeah, after it, refer it returned to school in uh, Nottinghamshire oh, from France. Wouldn't that make, wouldn't that make your day? Can we keep mummy? Can we keep them? Can we keep them? <laughs> Normally, it's a it's a pen knife you smuggle back. Exactly. Not, to, not an That's actual uh, magazine. Uh, foreigner. Um, let's just quickly just um, see what's happening outside now. The latest election results just coming through. Stetson. Okay, Stetsons are in the lead at the moment. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's getting busier on the M25, anti-clockwise from Junction 17 from Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. In Borehamwood on the A1, it's slow southbound from the Holiday Inn at Borehamwood towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, that's looking slow at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. Looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes, and it's still quite quiet, but on the A509, there's some roadworks at the M1, Junction 14 for Milton Keynes on the Northfield roundabout. So that could cause some delays as it starts to get busier. And on the train departure, Towards the 6.59 service from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. On the Texas, Dan says, I think I've killed one animal by accident. I think I gave one of my pet guinea pigs too much banana. What? And it caused gases to build up inside it. Please do not give your guinea pigs banana. And, right, we're asking how Wi-Fi works. There's a text from Mark in Bedford. Can we get him on the line? Because if what if the story he's telling me is true is true, then the world we live in is beautiful. Out of the rabbit hole. No more talk of dead pets, please. Thank you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, David Cameron set to remain Prime Minister. Nick Clegg set to resign as Lib Dem leader. And Tories hold Stevenage, Watford, St Albans and Milton Keynes South. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. I want my party and I hope a government I would like to lead to reclaim a mantle that we should never have lost the mantle of one nation, one United Kingdom. That is how I will govern if I'm fortunate enough to form a government in the coming days. Labour have lost more than 30 seats, mainly in Scotland. Ed Miliband's party failed to win in some of their key target constituencies. This has clearly been a very disappointing and difficult night for the Labour Party. We haven't made the gains we wanted in England and Wales. And in Scotland, we've seen a surge of nationalism overwhelm our party. The Liberal Democrats have had a disastrous night, losing many MPs, including senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. Nick Clegg held his seat, but has hinted he may step down as leader. I will be seeking to make further remarks about the impl implications of this election, both for the country and for the party that I lead and for my position in the Liberal Democrats. Uh, when I make remarks to my colleagues in the Liberal Democrats later this morning when I return to Westminster. In Scotland, the SNP have made sweeping gains. UKIP has taken about 10% of the vote, but so far has won only one seat. Douglas Carswell held on to his seat in Clacton. The Conservatives have held the Hertfordshire seats of Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. In Stevenage, Stephen McPartland held off the challenge of Council Leader Sharon Taylor. The first one is that over the last four years, um, Stevenage Borough Council overpaid three and a half million million pound in housing benefits to local people. So one of the issues is actually getting rid of waste. I mean, that's 10% of that actual budget. And the second one is I'm considered to be quite a left-wing conservative and always in there fighting for the man in the street. And that's something that I would never give up. And Maine held St Albans in Watford. Richard Harrington held his seat with Lib Dem Mayor Dorothy Thornhill third. Conservative Party Chairman Grant Shapps has held well in Hatfield, but with a reduced share of the vote. Really simple. I met a woman who was at the polling station in Welling Garden this afternoon, and she, I overheard her saying to one of the tellers, I'd never voted before, she's like mid-30s. So I went up to her and said, well, what's made you vote this time? And she said, I was watching the debates. I realised this was a really big, important election. And I, I realised that the job wasn't finished and it just needed to be finished off. Elsewhere in Hertfordshire, the Tories have held Broxbourne, Hertfordshire North East, Hartsmere, Hertfordshire South West, Hitchin and Harpenden and Hartford and Stortford. In Buckinghamshire, Ian Stewart has held Milton Keynes South for the Tories. David Liddington held Aylesbury for the Conservatives with UKIP second. The Tories have also held Beaconsfield, Chesham and Amersham, Buckingham and Wickham. Elsewhere where in the three counties, verification of votes has taken longer than predicted, leading to delays in results, especially in Bedfordshire. In Luton, they aren't due to start counting until 8 o'clock, with results through at around 9.30. In other news, a service will be held at the Cenotaph in London this afternoon to mark VE Day. It's the start of three days of events commemorating the end of the Second World War. The weather, some sunshine this morning, outbreaks of rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Gosh, what a busy night. I tell you what I liked about the general election, the fact that I, you could wake up really early in the morning and there was something decent uh, on the radio worth listening to. 
something quite exciting. Uh, where's the weirdest place you've ever had to cast your vote or give your opinion? We're hearing that some people in Milton Keynes had to vote in the back of a... What was it? A Nissan? A Peugeot? They got locked out of the polling station. There's one village somewhere in the country uh, where you, you go into uh, uh, someone, a couple's front room and vote in there. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 81333. Start your text 3CR. You can send an email as well, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. The big question of the day is, how on earth does Wi-Fi work? I mean, really? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, yesterday... It was the general election. I don't know. Really? You didn't know about it? We had two calls yesterday, Paul, from people who uh, who claimed not to have known about the general election. Um, so it's, uh, it's it, it would appear that some people were unaware of it. Give I, us... I, I genuinely bumped into people who hadn't heard about it on, on Wednesday. I thought, really? Where, where have they been? That's insane. Yeah. Give us the kind of uh, the, the general. We've got Grant Chaps. We're going to go to in a second. But uh-huh. just give us the, the general kind of overlay of what's happened for those people who've just woken up, uh, and, and give us some of the headlines, please. Well, if you're waking up this morning and you're a Liberal Democrat, then I can only apologise. You're not anymore. You've had a yeah. You're probably not. Um, you've had a bad night. Uh, the exit polls, when they were published at. Uh, at 10 o'clock last night, predicted that the party was going to lose 47 seats um, and it would only reach 10. Now, they're at six, I think, at the moment. So, you know, they'll be hoping... Big names are gone. Vince Cable, big, Danny big, Alexander, Simon Hughes. Absolutely. Big, big names. And, uh, you know, Scotland has... Um, been completely turned a sort of a brighter shade of yellow yep. it is now for the SNP and um, more or less I think there's one seat at least in Scotland which isn't SNP uh, the Tories have increased majorities in a lot of seats certainly in Beds, Hearts and Bucks we haven't had any changes we thought we might see some in places like Stevenage we thought we might see some in Milton Keynes South uh, we thought even, you know, if, if some of the polls were to be believed, we might see changes in places like Watford. That hasn't happened. Mm. If anything, they've, uh, the Conservatives have increased the majorities that they had before. OK, was, was, uh, but before we go to Grant, any, um, anything that's happened in the last 30 minutes or so? Any, uh, 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 we talked about uh, Milton Keynes. We're expecting uh, mid-beds. That's Nadine Dorries' uh, constituency. We're expecting that in the next few minutes. Um, so we might be able to take that one uh, into the programme. Our reporter Louise is there, so we okay. shall see what happens. All right, well, stay there, Paul. Let me uh, bring Grant Shapps, Chairman of the Conservatives and MP for Well in Hatfield in. Good morning, Grant. Good morning. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> kind of you. What, what's uh, your summary of the evening and the results so far, Grant? Yeah, well, I haven't been to bed so far, so um, the, the results are as you described. It does look like um, David Cameron is headed back to Downing Street. It, it looks even possible that there may be an overall Conservative majority effectively, uh, which we hadn't had before. 
Uh, and obviously that wasn't picked up in the opinion polls along the way. So that's, that's the national picture. Locally in, in three counties, as, just as you just said, in my own seat, Welland Hatfield, which um, declared surprisingly late. Not, no one's quite sure why, but it was like six o'clock by the time the result was coming out. But anyway, I've, I've been uh, returned as the MP. I'm absolutely delighted. I've always been hugely privileged to serve as a member of parliament in Welland Hatfield. I'll be honest, it's tough when you're... You know, something like party chairman, and because uh, I think it would be possible for people to think, well, you know, maybe he wants to do that rather than be the local MP. But that's never been my view. I've always loved being well and happy MP. That's the bit of the job that I've always enjoyed the most. And so it's fantastic to be, you know, given a big new mandate and return with a big majority again. I don't want to put, put a huge damper down, Grant, and, and, and we're not going to, but, but your figures were down slightly, weren't they? Yeah, personally, I had a, I had a phenomenal uh, uh, result um, last time. But remember that the opposition to me last time was effectively split between an insurgent Liberal Democrat party last time that polled as nearly as much as Labour in my constituency uh, in 2010. This time, of course, they've collapsed, um, and so um, so I'm not quite as far ahead as Labour, but I'm still over 12,000 mm. uh, majority for anyone listening who cares about these things, and uh, which would normally be considered a, a pretty safe seat. But look, that's not the point. The point is, I, you know, I think it's a great honour to represent uh, a constituency, especially somewhere like Wellen. Grant, when love, you... And it's great to, to be back. Grant, when you saw the exit poll last night at 10 o'clock, did you think, yeah, maybe? Or were you uh, were you feeling that uh, it might have it might have gone a bit over the top, perhaps? Um, well, look, I am just one of them. Obviously, I've been very close to this campaign. I've been helping to orchestrate it out in the country. So I had quite a lot of knowledge about you know, the way that it looks in various different places. Um, so I wasn't completely um, surprised. I had put together my own projection, kept it uh, quiet, almost in an envelope, as it were, um, and it was more optimistic than anything you'd seen in the opinion polls. Well, you might just say I'm party chairman, so of course I would do that. Um, but th- therefore, I was slightly uh, prepared for uh, what came next. But I have to say, it is up the upper end of... Of, uh, of anyone's exit. Right, but what are we, obviously the Lib, you know, the, the Lib Dems are not going to be part of uh, this government, uh, possibly not any government for a long time. Uh, they've always said, Nick Clegg always said, the Lib Dems in the coalition were kind of the moderating force that, that kind of checked in some of the, the, the Conservatives' more extreme things. What are we going to see different without the Lib Dems involved? Well, look, I don't think that was ever true, uh, which is one of the reasons why they've struggled to um, win seats in this election. The reality is, and I know they enjoyed painting us as these sort of people who, you know, needed to be moderated and all this other nonsense. It was never true. Conservatives have always wanted to be the party under David Cameron, who are the One Nation Party, who look after the whole of the country, whose principles are to look after the most vulnerable, the disabled, pensioners, first and foremost, and those who um, you know, want to make sure that they can go out do a decent day's work and, and get paid for it. That has always been the principle of the party. So what Nick used to claim was never really the case. And I think what we'll see, if indeed David Cameron does head to down history, and indeed he does lead the government, is a government uh, set up in the national interest, uh, which is being you know, driven for the interests of everyone. And I think that is probably the big lesson out of this election, is don't tell people things which, you know, it, it rather reminds me of the way that Evan LeBaron went around for months, if not years, telling people that Conservatives were the party for millionaires. Forgetting to mention that we had cut income tax 
for three million of the, in fact, abolished income tax entirely for three million of the least well-off people in this country. So you know, his, his his election campaign was based on, you know, fundamental misleading information from the outset, and the public well, answered they saw through that. Wasn't that a Lib Dem policy? Yeah, you know, it was, and uh, but it was a Conservative Chancellor and Prime Minister who, who put it through, and we're proud <laughs> to do it, and we're. And as you know, the Conservatives have pledged, if we are returned, if that is what's happening here, to continue to raise the threshold so people can earn £12,500 without paying any tax at all. Fun. By the way, it takes anyone on minimum wage, working 30 hours a week, out of tax entirely. And that's Conservatives mm. doing those things. And I think that's where you know, the Miliband campaign may have gone wrong, mm. telling people, oh, they, they're not looking after you, it's not for everyone, when actually people go, hold on a minute. My, my income tax has been cut. Two what final quick questions, about? Grant, then I'll let yeah, you go, because you must be stop, stop. knackered. I'm on my way to... Uh, I said, say you too, guys. I'm not going to bed. I'm on my way up to London. I'm going to meet the Prime Minister at the campaign um, HQ, and uh, we'll, we'll see where the uh, where these seats end. Could, now that the election's over, when, hmm. when are we going to find out whether £12 billion worth of welfare savings are going to come? Can you tell well, us? Look, well, first of all, we need to see if we are indeed in government, but we've already started to set that out. We've described where £2 billion that... 12 billion will come from um, straight away by making sure we, we freeze the in-work uh, benefits, make sure work always um, pays. Because the big, the big solution to this is to make sure that we've got full employment in this country. Mm. In Welland Hattel, my constituency, one of the reasons I've just won again, is unemployment has halved. The number of people claiming job seekers' lands has halved in the last five years. We can do that again, get rid of the other half, we'll have full employment. Of course, that takes your welfare bill down as well. So the answer is, get this country working, which is what we've started to do, finish off the plan that we've started, and that is what we will do if indeed David Cameron is headed back to Downing Street and will govern for everybody. Grant, final question. Are you going to miss Nick Clegg? <laughs> well, he's not gone anywhere yet, as far as I'm aware. I, I, I think he probably is a bit ominous on, on, in, in terms of his uh, Don't look his good, does it, for him? Speech. Um, but, uh, but we'll wait and see what he's got to say uh, later today. Uh, but I think he's been returned as an MP, so uh, I'm sure he'll still be around. Grant, uh, congratulations. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you very much indeed. Grant Shapps, Chairman of the Conservatives, MP for Welling Hatfield. Um, well, we know where £2 billion of the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the budget is going to come from. What about the other £10 billion? We don't know that yet. Uh, uh, Nick Clegg, he, well, he can't stay. Everyone's saying, well, do you think he'll quit? He, on the way in, I was flicking between Roberta and uh, uh, Five Live and Four, and uh, even like everybody, <laughs> normally when you say, well, do you think they're going to stand down? People go, well, now's not the time. <laughs> Every member of the Lib Dem, from like MPs to oh, former MPs, councillors, yeah. the woman that cleans the toilets, was going. Well, yeah, I think he's going to have to do the right thing and step down. <laughs> he's not going to be there by this evening, is he? Uh, well, it would be a brave decision to plough on in the face of what would probably be the uh, Liberal Democrats' worst result in, well, their history in terms Gosh. of since they were since they were formed as the Liberal Democrats. I can't I can't remember a, a worse election. How? What is one thing we got to go in a second? Uh, uh, um, how, how did the pollsters get it so wrong? How did they get it so wrong? Because it was yesterday, it was 33% Labour, 33% Conservative, and it's not at all. I think they talk about shy Tories. Yeah. And shy Tories who don't like to tell pollsters that they're Tories. Why? Because they might be embarrassed about it. And I think this is, again, another case of shy Tories. The shy Tories who were around in 1992 when yeah. everyone thought there was going to be a hung parliament and there wasn't. Yeah. The same shy Tories. So, I, you know, I imagine there's plenty of Tories wanting to make up T-shirts this morning that say, shy Tories, do it quietly. <laughs> hey, well, Paul Scoyne's there. Look at that. Thank you, sir. <laughs>
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The A1 southbound's also looking quite busy from Boreham Wood towards the Broadway Mill Hill Circus. And in Stevenage on Bennington Road, that's still closed in both directions at the High Street while bridge maintenance works goes on after an accident a couple of days ago. On the speed sensors into High Wycombe, it's looking quite slow on Amersham Road from Hazelmere into the centre of High Wycombe. And London Road's also looking quite slow coming out of High Wycombe from Amersham Road uh, towards Loudwater. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major problems at the moment. Samantha Barath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's Friday the 8th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with early results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. Nick Clegg looks set to resign as Lib Dem leader after a disastrous night for the party, including defeats for senior figures Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. And the Conservatives have held all Hertfordshire seats so far, including Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. They've also held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. BBC Three Counties Radio. Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio the question that hasn't been answered this morning and i don't know paul if you can Mm. how the hell does wi-fi work it's waves, isn't it? But what does that even mean? That what do you, don't just don't say words to me. Say how it works to me. How how it works? Well, don't just say how it works. It it's, say how it works. It's radio waves. But what does that mean? Wi-Fi is not radio, mate. That you're thinking of radio. No, Wi-Fi no. Wi-Fi is computers. Different different frequencies. What FM? Hang on a second. Let's go to Mark in Bedford. Morning, Mark. Morning. How does Wi-Fi work? But it works pretty much the same as what you're doing now, actually. It's what, radio, not very right? much? Boom. Yeah. Don't boom me. I just boomed you. He just, but don't boom me. I'll boom you right, again. First of all, don't you boom me. Secondly, Mark, don't give him any more ammunition to boom me. All right. Thank Sorry. you. Yeah, OK. Yeah. You texted in about a deaf fella, didn't you? Yeah. You're going to like this, guys. Listen to this. Is this go on. What, ha- what does this deaf fella do? So this guy's got a, um, he's got a digital hearing aid. Yeah. And what he's done, he's converted that so that it will pick up people's Wi-Fi signals, so as he's walking around, he's actually, that's converting the Wi-Fi signal into a sound signal. So, so he, he can, can see, he can see, like, cats being cute? Yeah, he's, he's, he's basically, he's like, um, he's like the guy from The Matrix. This is nuts. He can genuinely see, like, you know, pornography, cats, spectrum emulators, well, he can see all of these things in his head as he walks past. Well, yeah, I guess so. He's, he's like, <laughs> a lot of deaf people, they, um, can they, he... they visualise the world in a slightly different way, don't they? Can he hear his shopping? <laughs> probably could hear your shopping. Flipping. Well, why? Hang on a minute. Why aren't the Russians um, using this guy as a secret spy? 
Well, all, all the data that's been transmitted yeah. on a wireless signal is encrypted, so that you know you wouldn't be able to see or hear anything specifically. You'd need the passwords. Yeah, each packet of data that goes through the wireless is, is encrypted, so you, you wouldn't be able to tell what it is. But I don't understand, right, how I can download a film legally... Um, how I can download a film by, on my phone while I'm sat on a bus. Where is the right. film? Right, so the, the film's being stored on a, on a server somewhere. So what you're doing is you're actually... You, you're, you're requesting that data to be transmitted yeah. to you. Yeah. So it's, it's chopping that film into tiny little packets. Yeah. And each one of those packets are then sent to your phone and then it's put back together. It's like stitched back together into a hole. So is the internet based on Mike TV from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Um, yeah, kind of. How do you know all this, Mark? Are you are you wearing a white lab coat? Uh, no, I do work in IT. Okay, all right, brilliant. Listen, thank you, mate. Cheers for that. No problem. I appreciate that. I'm still none the wiser. Well, I'm a little bit the wiser, but it's it's broadly what I told you. Well, it's not though, mate. It's still waves. All right, okay, okay, okay. You've got to fine. That. All right, it's so you, waves. All right, so you know how the Wi-Fi works, right? Mm-hmm. You've explained it by saying what it's like radio. Okay. Well, next question: How does radio work, man? It's a signal that goes up a, a transmitter and gets put out. He knows his. Uh, he knows his shiz. He knows his shiz. What are you doing sitting here? Uh. Well, I thought we might have a, a, a count to declare. We're waiting, aren't we're we? We're waiting. There is hubbub, but there is no uh Which one are we waiting yet. on? This is Mid-Bedfordshire. Mm. The seat right. currently Nadine Dorries. Nadine Dorries, yes. Nadine yeah. Dorries. I can only assume... I can... I, I mean, she ain't going to lose. On the basis of tonight's results, I feel we can call this one. She ain't going to lose. But with respect to the other candidates, we won't. OK, well, let's be respectful. You, well, you We've got to remember the Mid-Bed's minx. She's oh, in with a shout. True. Oh, that was the the um, the, the n- n- not the natural law, na- Monster l- loony, the loony party yes. with her unfunded yeah. uh, policy of painting squirrels. Yeah, well, yep, well. And, and also ending zero-hour contracts. Guess which one was her policy? Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, well, Scoring, stay here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to speak about noisy students. Something you probably know about. You were probably a noisy student, weren't you? Yeah. Do you know what we had a party once? I wasn't asking for an anecdote. The next door neighbour threw bags of one. dog mess over the uh, fence. Good. It was so loud. Good. So <laughs> you're right. Imagine that. Uh, well, t- uh, students, as we. You've ever been one? You come on, guys. They like to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of you know, um, <clears throat> whatever. Um, and that's why the good people of Hatfield are being reassured that any good times at the end of next week's university exams will be quiet good times, with academics, police, and counsellors getting together to stamp out anything other than sedate whoopee. Sounds like uh, party pooping, uh, but it's been no fun for residents living alongside students in the past. Steve Banfield is one of them. Morning, Steve. Yeah. Good morning. What what happened to you? Oh, well, we're to stop. Uh, South Hatfield, uh, we're used to. We, I, I know this sounds dramatic, but I had to move out of South Hatfield. It was either kill a student or move out. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, <laughs> that you, you, you took the legal option. What, what was going on that was so bad? It was just constant. It wasn't just at the end of the... It wasn't just at the end of their um, exams. We had it constantly. Every other week, one of the students locally would have a party... We had one party with students in a three-bedroom house. Say that again, we, Steve. Your line keeps breaking up. I don't know if you're moving around or something, but you keep dropping no, out. Hang on. I'll tell you what it is. There we go. That's better. We can hear you. Go on. So you say yeah, that again. Yeah, no, we had uh, a part. They decided to have a party on a Wednesday night. They had over 400 students oh. in one house. Yeah. Which is four, three doors away from yourself. We had the police from the Met, um, St Albans, Watford... 
um, when in Garden City, Stevenage, because our own local police told they the first police car turned up and drove past. They thought, we're not getting out. Now, we, 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 John Baldwin was in charge of the university at the time. We had him in, a couple of weeks later, we had him in the house, the police, all the local residents. And it, it, it just got worse and worse and worse. I mean, I, I ended up having to threaten the police on one occasion. Another Wednesday night, we've got to go to work. I've got children, had to go to school, we've got to go to work. Two o'clock in, by two o'clock in the morning, the noise from this party across the road. Well, how often was this the- happening, Steve? Oh, on a regular basis. What, every regular week, basis. every other week? Oh, yeah, 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 no, it, it was absolute torture. And didn't the, the, did the council or the police or environmental health, did they do anything? Well, what we used to get was to uh, phone the police up, well, it's nothing to do with us, phone environmental yeah. health. Well, where were they at two o'clock in the morning? Because they're not, you can't get up at eleven, two o'clock in the morning. And then, and the trouble is, it's a long process with the environmental health. You have to keep records, you have to take, and by the time you've got round to doing all that, they've left anyway. Did you uh, did you go and speak to the people who lived in the house? Oh yeah, as soon as the first time they did it. I mean, I'm, I'm a very reasonable human being. The first time you go and knock on the door the next morning and say, "Look, you know, we appreciate you know you're living, but you've got residents living around you. You need to think about the residents as well. Please don't do it again." And of course, they would. Um, the university has a thing that if you get they get enough complaints from residents, you will be kicked off your courses. They have never ever done that. Um, and it's like saying to a child, if you do that, I'm going to smack you, and the child does it, you don't smack them. Yeah. Well, and this is what the university does. I mean, unfortunately, the university has the attitude that they run Hatfield because and they do bring a lot of money into Hatfield, we don't deny that. But they can do whatever they want. They don't need to control these youngsters. I mean, they're new youngsters. I've got nothing against youngsters. Steve, I've got you, Steve come on. You, you were young once. You, you're a party pooper, Steve, let me put it to you. Um, you're, was... a, you're a square. You're an old fuddy-duddy. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> It wasn't so bad when they, they, they would come around. We used to have parties, they'd come around, some of them you'd get really reasonable students, they'd come and look at them, they'd have a party Saturday. Yeah. And it was never a problem. Yeah. It was when they were doing it midweek. Yeah, I was yeah. an ATV driver, being awake at three, four o'clock in the morning because of this party. I can't go to work safely. I've got to take days off work. It was ludicrous, and it's still going on now. And all this that they're doing now, they're saying, oh, we're going to do this, it's nothing. I sit here and go, yeah, really? We've actually moved house. We now live in uh, Hatfield Garden Village. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> There's no students here. <laughs> um, I've never, I've never, we've been here for three years. Seriously, yeah. I have never been out of my front door. Who do, to who do you, who do you blame, street. Steve? Who do you blame? The university. Yeah. They really don't pull it. I mean, it's not, we're not saying we don't want them to have parties. Of course they can have parties. We're not. It, it's when they have them. They're shouting and screaming in the street. You know, there's no respect for anyone else that lives there. Mm. It's just that we're going to have a party, and it's like sticking their fingers up, we'll do whatever we like. And then when you speak to the university, uh, I will go around and have a word. It doesn't stop it. Mm. They're threats. They're, they're, they give the students idle threats, and you can't do that, you know. How are you sleeping at night now, Steve? Beautifully. Good lad. Beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Listen, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, mate. No problem. Cheers. Bye-bye. Steve Banfield had to move. I'm trying to think back to when I was a student a long, long time ago, and boy, oh boy, was, is it a haze. Uh, I remember always being really aware of noise and being really terrified of getting a rollicking for the noise. Uh, but then saying that in the third year, we had a drum kit in our house. I've got no idea why. A drum kit um, and loads of amps, and we would just play. But we were above shops. We were next door to a family. Oh, flipping hell, they were so noisy. So noisy.
and um, they uh, so we used to turn the speakers and face them at their wall. They're family with kids and stuff. They were one of those families that had loads of plants in the window, so you couldn't see into the house. The window was like covered with spider plants. Oh, and tropical! Stuff. Yeah, it was horrible. So we would turn. But then the other, I don't remember who was the other side. But I remember once um, we were rocking and rolling as you do, and uh, some people from Three Doors Down, some uh, Canadian students came along and knocked on the door and said, hey, are you making too much noise, eh? Uh, we invited them in, we jammed a little bit, we smoked some roll-up cigarettes, we drank a little bit of, um, I don't mind saying it, booze, and uh, we befriended them. Great times. Music really is a great joiner. I think it was the uh, the, the roll-ups and the booze, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, apart from that... Uh, 08459 And does anybody do this anymore? Steve said an interesting thing there. I've always been brought up to do this, and I don't know if anyone is anymore. If you're having a party at the weekend, you knock the two houses on the left, the two houses on the right, and say, look, really sorry, um, just to let you know, Saturday we're having a party, it's probably going to go on to about two o'clock, we'll try and keep the noise down a bit after midnight. If you want to pop along, you're more than welcome to, uh, but just, you know, and if it gets too, too fruity, let us know. Yeah. Does anyone do that anymore? Yeah, well, my neighbours did it once, but... Ugh, I mean, it's not Are really... these the neighbours that left rubbish in their drive? No, they'd have parties. She'd have to, she'd have had to clear up. No, this is the woman across the road who had loads of kids, and each kid had a boyfriend. So at one point, they've all moved out now, but at one point it was like... How old were these kids? Like 20s oh. and 90, you know, te- and late teenagers. But it was like, I was kind of wishing for the end of their relationships just so I could park. Here we go. When was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? When was the last time you knocked... I don't knock on my neighbour's door because they don't like me. Oh, I like my neighbours. Opposite um, refuses to collect my pa- take my parcels in. Right side refuses to take my parcels in. The other, the, other, uh, the other side of the road, actually. We go over there sometimes. Listen to this. I've got two very nice young men that live next door to me. Hey, come on, Boily. Come on, Boily. Come on, Boily. Come on, Boily. Ooh, ah, Cantona. I said, ooh, ah, Cantona. They live together next door to me. ah, Cantona. I said, ooh, ah, Cantona. They live together next door to me. Come on, Scoinzy. Come on, Scoinzy. Come on, Scoinzy. Come on, Scoinzy. Ooh, ah, Cantona. I said, ooh, ah, Cantona. They're a couple. So, uh, and what's what you said? Why, why, why well, would you even mention? You're saying come men- on, Boyley, like two nice young men, like I was going to go and help them out. Why would you even mention that, mate? We're the BBC. Oh, we in- love that stuff. You're insinuating. And it's that- t- I'm not insinuating you're anything. Insinuating not was- allowed to start a fire in you're here. You're insinuating I was getting it on with my heart. I'm not allowed to start neighbors. a fire in here. Anyway, the fence blew down, and they've offered to pay for it. And it's our fence. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 is busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. It's looking okay though on the M1 and the A1M. There are no major delays. In Watford though, it's starting to look busy on Exchange Road around Beaton Grove. And in Enfield, the A10 is slow southbound from Bosmore Lane to Carterhatch Lane. In Stevenage, Bennington Road is still closed in both directions at the High Street while emergency repairs go on for the bridge there that got damaged in an accident a couple of days ago. And no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC 3K. Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron is on course to be returned to Downing Street for another five years. The other big winner of the night is the SNP, which has made spectacular advances across Scotland. It was a dismal night for Labour and the Liberal Democrats. The Lib Dems lost many MPs, including senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. Nick Clegg held his seat, but has hinted he may step down as leader. In Buckinghamshire, Ian Stewart has held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South for the Tories. The Conservatives have held the Hertfordshire seats of Stevenage, St Albans and Watford, which had been targeted by Labour and the Lib Dems. Verification of votes took longer than predicted, leading to delays in results, especially in Bedfordshire. In Luton, counting isn't due to start until around 8 o'clock. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Practice starts at nine o'clock in Barcelona for Sunday's Spanish Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton has won three of the opening four races. I'm kind of blown away just how amazing this season started off. Really proud of all the, all the team to have built another strong car and, and then also the performances. I left the last race thinking, wow, we've had an amazing two weeks. And me and my engineers, we did a great job and the mechanics. We did a just pretty much a perfect spot on uh, weekends. So I'm... Um, I hope that we can, you know, coming here, I'm kind of like it's starting again. So, I, you know, we've got a lot of work to do still. In last night's League One semi-final first leg playoff matches, Preston won 1-0 at Chesterfield, Swindon won 2-1 at Sheffield United. Tonight in the Championship, Brentford hosts Middlesbrough. Wickham and Stevenage start their League Two playoff campaigns this weekend. Wickham play their first leg at Plymouth tomorrow night. Stevenage hosts Southend on Sunday night. Wickham manager Gareth Ainsworth is confident in the experience he has in his squad. I've got a real good professional bunch, you know, uh, epitomised by Stevie, Craig, Paul Hayes, you know, the two, the two out there. Who, who lead the boys and, and Blooms, you know, and backs it up, the, the, the stalwart of the club. They, they won't let them get carried away. They won't let them think anything else than professional. And uh, the characters we signed in the summer, uh, you know, really are coming to the fore now. Tomorrow afternoon, Boreham Wood bid for a place in the conference as they host Whitehawk in the Conference South playoff final. Milton Keynes Dons will celebrate their promotion to the Championship tonight at Middleton Hall in central Milton Keynes from 5.30. Luton have already announced pre- their pre-season schedule with home games against Coventry, Brentford and Walsall and England's cricketers face Ireland today in a one-off one-day international in Dublin. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. If you walk down through the woods today you won't believe your eyes in an old log cabin on the Great Whale River underneath the rolling skies It's a man called Woodrow all alone, you can hear the woodchops cry He swings his axe all day and chops the trees away yeah, yeah. Chop, 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 you can hear him sing Chop, 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 as his axe is swinging Chop, 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 through the woods it's ringing Timber sun shines through the towering pines you can hear the woodman's call to the raging rapids of the great whale river you can see the pine trees fall as the sun goes down you can hear the sound that echoes woodrow's call he puts his axe away until another day yeah, yeah. chop 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 you can hear it sing chop 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 
chop as his axe is swinging. Chop, chop, chop through the woods, it's ringing. Timber! singing timber we're going to go uh, live to louise parry who's at the uh, the count for midbeds hello louise hello i'm kind of whispering because they're about to go and stand on the stage happy and loud and proud those guys love it what's happening louise tell us what's going on well everyone's assembled we've been here all night it's been a long memory of a night and the returning officer who's the chief executive of the council is just standing up here you go this is when Nadine doris is currently the mp let's see if she still is I, Richard Carr, being the actual returning officer of the above election, will hereby give notice that the number of votes recorded for each candidate. I feel so grown up. Doris, Nadine Vanessa, Conservative Party candidate, 32,000. Nadine Doris, over 32,000 votes there. Ellis, Richard Garris, Green Party, 2,462. Ireland, what was the point, really? I mean, blimey. Well, there you go. It's a clear victory for. Uh, Nadine Doris. I was going to say, there. you're saying that the votes are up for Nadine Doris? Uh, yeah, my calculation is just around 4,000 increase for, uh, just about 4,000 increase for uh, Nadine Doris in Mid Bedfordshire, so she'll be very happy about that. That seems to be in line with the national swing. There we go. Quiet one, that one. They were clapping after each one, the ones I heard overnight. Oh, I would imagine a lot Everyone's of Everyone's gone home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, really nice. Louise, are you allowed to go home now? No, I've got another count to wait for. Oh, well, oh well, council? Oh, blimey. All right, we'll leave. Southwest Bedfordshire. Oh, OK, yes, right. OK, Louise, listen, thank you very much indeed. Louise Parry there. Uh, well, that's Nadine Doris. Yes, the next one for Louise will be Andrew Salou's seat. OK. And, I mean... Kind of, I, I don't think we're going to see many surprises there either. But okay. Daly, were you surprised by that? I wasn't surprised. What I was surprised about, though, was yeah. a, a real lack of noise there. Well, where's the energy? They've all gone home. They've all gone well, home. Ju uh, Justin, can I just say, Justin knows about getting energy out of people. This was Justin on a National Express coach once. Well, I'm actually on the coach now. Guys, can we have a quick woo? 
From the BBC on the National Express coach this morning, give us a quick woo, go on. And ladies and gentlemen, Nadine Doris has got 31,500 votes. At least one of those woos was actually Justin. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll be very happy this morning. Just very, very, very quickly. Stetson. Thank you. Mm. Uh, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Daily. Yes. Wi-Fi. How does it work? How, that, do you know how it works? It's well, one of those things. We all use it. We should all know how, what, what it does. How, how can I go into... I was in Costa yesterday. How can I go into Costa, sit down... And log on to the internet. The way Mark in Bedford explained it earlier on was it's like Mike TV, exactly like Mike TV. So some umpa lumpers come along, split you into a million pieces, you go flying through the air and come down in the television screen. Or how the hell does that work, Dills? I've got no idea. And this is the thing, you know, when you said to me earlier on how does Wi-Fi work, I was like, oh, I don't know. But it's something that, that we use yep. every single day. We should know how it works. I know we? how a telephone works. Yes. I know how a telephone works. You pick up a telephone, it's got a wire, the wire goes into the dial, the, that goes into the wall, and and then it goes down a long wire to, I don't know, maybe you're phoning somebody in, I don't know, Newcastle or something, and it comes out there. That's yeah. how phones work. That's obvious. You just follow the wire. Great story. I know how electricity works. Yeah. It's a plug. You plug it in the it's wall. Wire. There are wires. They go underground. They go to a generator somewhere. I know how that works. It's got wire. What the hell is Wi-Fi, mate? I don't know. I've taken this one to the streets because um, you don't know. I don't know. Thank you, buddy. Uh, do the people on the street know? Well, some interesting answers. Here's what they had to say. Um, it's great, yeah. It may be great, but how does it work? Um, you just use your phone and connect it, but sometimes you need to have a password to it. Yeah, yeah. But, but how does it work, though? Um, we obviously need to pay for it. Yeah. Um... That's not going well. OK, we'll leave it there. Thanks for your time. By radio signal. It just sends a signal that you pick up and uh, connect to. That's it. Bob's your uncle and we know the rest. And that's it. Simple as that. It's an internet connectivity yeah. that one can always plug in without having to have an external wire connection. Works through the um, systems, uh, give a signal and make sure that we can connect to the internet. So so that signal, is that is that in your... Wireless, wireless signal. So is that signal in our brains then? No. Corny, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you, not too much. Lovely. Corny, how does Wi-Fi work? It's internet. How does it work? I don't know. Here is a man who has got three counties radio on, on his coach here. Sir, you, you must know about what Ian's been asking about this morning, Wi-Fi. How does Wi-Fi work? How does Wi-Fi work? Um, probably via radio, I should imagine. This is really weird. I can hear Ian in the background <laughs> here on this coach. OK, keep going. How does Wi-Fi work? I reckon that it's done by radio waves, possibly microwaves because of all the dangers. Microwaves? Microwaves because of all the dangers associated with mobile phones and that, but not 100% sure, but possibly radio waves. Right, several things. First of all, mm. from now on, every time I get asked a tricky question, I go, well, obviously it's the systems. Yeah, it's the systems. <laughs> it's the systems. Mm -hmm. And we all know now that mobile phones don't harm you, don't we? I thought we did. I was even texting someone this morning whilst filling my car up with petrol and smoking a fag. <laughs> <laughs> no, mobile phones don't hurt you, do they? You really want to be the bad boy, don't you? <laughs> I want to, please. Mm. Please, can I be the bad boy? Well, I don't think so. I think, obviously, you know, research comes out about phones all the time, but uh, you know, so many people are using mobile phones. Yeah. In my opinion, if they were that bad, they'd ban them, wouldn't they? Well, if they were bad, well, unless they made them loads of money. Yeah, mate, they wouldn't because I don't know. Um, you know, like cigarettes and alcohol and stuff. They're mm -hmm. not banned and stuff, and yet they're really bad for you and stuff. Oh, like okay, you know. Okay, okay. Um, but I think you can use mobile phones in hospitals and petrol station forecourts. I think.
think, because they don't affect anything. It's all not. You can use them on some on uh, some uh, American Airlines now as well. Yeah, you can. I've heard about that. Yeah, so yeah. it's all a load of old nonsense. Justin. Yes. Boss. Next one. Yeah, come on. When was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? Oh, the yeah. last time. Oh, that's a great Isn't question. Isn't it a good one? Yeah, I like that. Why were we talking about this? I can't remember what the trigger point was. was oh, because of, because of the problem. students. Because of the students. Oh, yeah, the students. Uh, yeah, the last time you knocked on some on your neighbour's door, uh, I did it to get a parcel, and they said, yeah, could you stop getting your parcels delivered here, please? Ouch. Yeah, I Neighbourly know. love. Yeah, isn't that horrible? It's disgusting. How many isn't parcels it? were you sending there a day? Well, I mean, obviously I was putting their address down because it was more convenient <laughs> for me. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, can you take that to the streets, Just? Uh, yes, with pleasure. Mate, that was brilliant, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take, take care. Bye Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Systems. <gasps> yeah, there we go. It's all down to uh, systems. Well, you've got a minute and a half. What have you got in the papes? Um... I can do one if you've not got one. Yeah, go on, because I did find that clowns one in Nepal, but it's not as bad as you think it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Mm, well, th- th- there's been a lot of stories. There's been two stories recently about seagulls. Oh, yeah. Killing a dog. And then there's a story in another paper about a woman being attacked. Might be in the mail about a woman being attacked by a seagull as well. So there's some seagulls killed a dog the other day. We know the seagulls are cheeky and arrogant, don't you we? Know, also, you know there's no such thing as a seagull. It's a gull. Yeah. Hang on to your chips. Seagulls will be increasingly aggressive over the next few weeks. Experts warn the worst time for attacks is from mid-May to late July. So, Jessica Miles, 20, and this is a, a series of, of um, gull attacks. Right. When Why gulls is it go worse? Bad. Is it because the sap is rising in the gulls? Yeah, well, they, they're getting bigger and um, they're becoming uh, resistant to antibiotics. <laughs> Jessica Miles, 24, was pecked and clawed in the face... Oh, that was, Bella was the chihuahua that was killed. Yeah. Pecked to death by a flock of gulls. Pecked to death by a flock of seagulls. Man, that band and their hair. Scoins, put some headphones on, mate. Got a good joke for you that I know you're going to respect. You're going to respect this. Would you have to No, there's no headphones there's, in there. There's everyone's, no, there's, everyone's brought their own and took, taken them home. It's, oh, like, it's a good joke, mate. It's a good joke. Put those ones on. Come on. This is a good joke, mate. Right. Okay. I'm all ready. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. Uh, Chihuahua Bella was pecked to death by a flock of seagulls. God, I hated that band. And the <laughs> hair. <laughs> and the hair. That's good. Thank you, mate. I like a uh, flock of seagulls. Okay, okay, what's not the point? No, didn't want an anecdote. It's not the point. It's not the point. I've got a few of their albums, actually. It wasn't the band that did it, I've got to say, for legal reasons now. It was actually a flock of seagulls, who I never liked, particularly the hair. But seriously, it wasn't the band. It was actually a flock of seagulls, who I never liked because of the hair. They're like early shoegazing. Thank you very much indeed. I'll have to do the rest of the gold stories in a minute now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there are queues from Junction, from the London Gateway services to Junction 1 for Staples Corner, and it's also extra busy on the A406. And the M25 anti-clockwise is looking heavy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. It's busy in Watford 2 on Exchange Road around Beach and Grove, and in Enfield on the A10 southbound, it's very slow between Bullsmore Lane and Carter Hatch Lane. Looking at the train departure boards, and there are no major delays at the moment showing up. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.46, it is uh, Friday the 8th of May, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. Nick Clegg looks set to resign as Lib Dem leader after a disastrous night, including defeats for senior figures in the party Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. And the Conservatives have held all Hertfordshire seats so far, including Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. They've also held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. Uh, we'll find out 
what's happened at Hemel Hempstead in a second. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. It's going to be a rather cloudy day today. We may even see a few spots of rain at times. That's most likely towards western areas of Buckinghamshire. Further east, though, it should be dry for, well, practically all day. We might just catch some showers as we head into this evening. It's just going to feel pleasantly warm, especially if we do get a bit of afternoon brightness. We could see temperatures lift all the way up to 16 or 17 Celsius, 63 in Fahrenheit. So some showers possible this evening, particularly for eastern areas of Hartford. And then overnight tonight, it should stay mostly dry. The breeze is going to pick up, but it's going to feel quite claggy, quite moist. It will stay dry. Uh, temperatures not dropping out of double figures, so very mild night to come. Some blustery showers possible tomorrow. Lots of dry weather around as well. By the time we get to Sunday, a ridge of high pressure is going to give us uh, the weather staying dry and warm. We'll see plenty of sunshine around, and that warmth will last into next week when we could see temperatures climb up into the low 20s in Celsius. That's the forecast, Ian. Stetson. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll do the bad goals in a second. Before that, let's go to Hemel Hempstead, where our reporter, Ollie Bayliss, uh, Bayliss is there. Morning, Ollie. Good morning, Ian. W- what's happened? I think the, it's all been called, hasn't it? What's, what are the results? Yes, we've finally got a result just over five hours after we were expecting it. This morning, we've got a vote, and Mike Penning has been re-elected for the third time. He received just over 50% of the vote, a significant majority, and he has been re-elected in the Hemel Hempstead constituency. Uh, and do we know, wh- 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 was he up? Was his, um, were his figures up? Because most of them, apart from Grant Shapps, have got several thousand more than they did last time. Yep, his figures were well up from last year. He's received exactly 26,245 votes this time round. He is well up. The Labour candidate came in second with just over 11,000 votes. And in third place, the UK Independence Party candidate. Ollie, I've never been to one of these things where they uh, they uh, give out the numbers and stuff. Is it as exciting as um, as I would imagine? Um, it's always good to see democracy in action. Well um, done, well done. But there wasn't a lot of action, to be honest. Um, was there anybody the most... in a silly hat and, um, like, a sparkly suit or something? You know, like, was there was there a stupid party? Yeah, well, there was independent candidate Brian Hall who did tell me that he's been campaigning uh, with the slogan, I don't want to win any votes because I don't want the job. Uh, hey, that's, he ge- that's genius, that is. Votes. 250 people back that. <laughs> 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 but did he dress up for the occasion, Ollie? Um, he did, yes, he did. He, and he had one of those um, Google glasses, which looked quite flashy and oh. unusual. Good, well, um, when and you be- say the Google glasses, do you mean the ones where the eyes pop out or Google glass that they stopped making because no one was interested? Yeah, the second one. Okay. The ones oh. they stopped making. He's got he his finger on the pulse. Isn't it fun? That's how old I am. To me, Google glass is the one where the eyes Goggly are the springs. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that is. Um, um, for- and the Green Party candidate was here in flip-flops, which I thought was... Oh, dear. Well, that's of course exactly- they were. <laughs> that sums them up, doesn't it? And that's why they've done terribly. Get some he did shoot- tell me earlier that um, his campaign was hindered the fact that he didn't live in the constituency and didn't have a car, so he had to get two buses oh, to come and campaign in the area. Did he? Was he wearing socks with his flip-flops? 
No, it wasn't. Well, that's something. Uh, Ollie, free bar? Uh, no free bar, not even free tea and coffee. Uh, that's what? outrageous, Ollie. £2.50 for a coffee here. Really? That's the price of democracy. Forget, forget the Tories winning the election today. The Hemlock Sports Centre has won the election today. We've been out of money. That's been Mate, I hope you've kept all the receipts. I have indeed. And I've worry. got a few receipts <laughs> as well I can sell to you at a very reasonable price. Ollie Bayliss, thank you very much indeed. I like what they should do all the stupid parties with the people in the top hats the sparkly hats and the monkey you know, suits the monkeys all of that I, I, I want to hang out with those guys. I want to hang out with those guys. Why, why, imagine if all of those guys won. Some might argue that the, the guys in the monkey suits did win. <laughs> but imagine if all the freaks and the nut jobs won. Wouldn't that be great? And everyone well, be going, well, what do we do? What, hey, it's democracy. It'd be great for a day. Yes, then, then, then they would literally crash the country into the sea. Yeah. We'd crash into France, wouldn't we? Oh wait! By the way, if you want to, uh, if you want to give us a call about you know the election, I mean you can do. I'd rather take your calls on when was the last time you uh, you spoke to your next door neighbour or you um, uh, watch your favourite hat. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, I think we've got Mike Penning on the line. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Ian. Congratulations. Very bleary-eyed, but I'm very proud. Well, why was there such a delay? Five-hour delay or something, wasn't there? Yeah, I think the, one, of the, one of the biggest things is we had town, parish, local and the general election ah, one of all those. at the same time. And it just took a long time to make sure that they were all in the right boxes. But once they got going, it was really good, and I'm ever so proud. Over 52% of the vote and an increased majority, over 14,000 now. Uh, it's been a good night for the Conservatives all in all. Why do you think they've done so well when the polls yesterday were, were, weren't quite calling it so clearly? Well, the polls haven't been calling it very clearly for weeks, and for those of us that have been knocking on the doors and talking to people, not just in my own patch, but in places like Watford and Stevenage, where I was helping as well, it was plainly obvious to a lot of us that the polls were fundamentally wrong and this was 92 all over again. And I hoped I was right, but the exit poll really proved it, I think, um, early on. There was a lot of humble pie that needs to be eaten by a lot of very, very highly paid pundits. And, and how much would you pay to watch um, Nick Clegg eat humble pie? Um, well, I think I did, actually, because I was lucky enough, because my vote was so late, to, to see him do that. But I, I think it's not about so much humble pie for Nick, is that the, the public have made a conscious decision as to who they wanted to run the country. And, and that's happened, and the Liberal Democrats have been absolutely creamed. And to be fair, a lot of Labour guys that thought they were perfectly safe, not just north of the border in Scotland, but in England as well, and in Wales, have also found the same problem. Uh, we've heard some uh, people this morning saying, uh, it, it's, uh, it, Peter Lilly I'm referring to specifically, saying it's a great day for democracy, and then a few minutes later went on to say, I'm very nervous about what happened in Scotland. The, the, the rise of the SNP, I think they got 56 of the 59 mm. potential seats. That's democracy as well, isn't it? Yes, of course it is. Um, I think what, I don't know what Peter said, but I can assume, and what I would say, is I'm really worried about the union. Uh, we have had a, uh, a referendum in Scotland, Scotland made a decision but now we have a party that has been elected by the public which wants to break up the United Kingdom. And I think that's the, the worry I would have going forward from here, as well as making sure that we can, you know, govern in, in a fair way. Uh, Mike, uh, your, uh, Policing Minister, um, uh, Ollie Martins, of course, the Bedfordshire PCC, has had a referendum, which will get the results at some point, about giving more money to the police. He's very nervous. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Ollie made the decision to go to the, the people and ask for more money from for the local taxpayers, and that we left that in the legislation for him to do that. 
Um, I think PCCs are, are a great success. Unfortunately, we'll be able to keep them now because the Labour Party was going to abolish them. Um, but it's up to Ollie. But I think there are savings. Do I've you want to keep Ollie Martins? Well, Ollie Martins is for the public to decide um, whether or not he's elected and his election will be next year in 2016. But there are savings, particularly in procurement, that I know as a police minister that could be made and we could work better. And the management needs to really get together with the other, not just with Hearts and Cambridgeshire, but actually in other parts of the country to see how the taxpayers' money can be spent the, better. The Chief Constable says they're on their knees. I know what the Chief Constable says, and if I was the Chief Constable, I would probably be saying exactly the same, because um, they, they are there to fight their corner. Yeah. I'm here to fight the corner of the taxpayer. Crime is massively down, and at the same time, we've have had a really difficult austerity time. But I am still determined that we have the best police force in the world, but there are ways that we can save it within management and procurement to do things better. All right. Mike, listen, congratulations. Are you off to, what happens now? Are you off to bed? Are you off for a champagne breakfast? What, 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 well, how does one well, celebrate like this? What, what, what's interesting is I was going to go and get my head down for a half an hour or so, um, but today is VE Day. One of the reasons we've been able to have this great event over the last 24 hours is because so many people gave up their lives and the war ended today all those years ago. So I will be laying a wreath at my cenotaph here in Hill at 10 o'clock with the Legion. Um, and then I'll be back for my local council account supporting those people that supported me so much over the last five years. Uh, Mike, congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Have a good show. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go. 08459 455 555. He's smooth, isn't he? He's good. You can see he's good. You know, he's keeping it real. He's good. Uh, just for those of you who just tuned in, Esther McVeigh lost her job today. I don't know. I mean, such a such a friendly person to talk to. I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss um, being interrupted by that woman. So, bad gulls, bad gulls. Uh, so, um, uh, Chihuahua Bella was packed, uh, pecked to death by a flock of seagulls. I never liked that band. The hair. The hair though was good. Is what made them. Okay. Jessica Miles, 24, was pecked and clawed in the face by a gull in Cheltenham last year. She said. I was terrified. I had my hands up to protect myself and I was screaming for my friend to help me. Oh, man. Do you know how they got out of it? This is brilliant. How? They put my, a finger up a... I was screaming for my friend to help. He punched the seagull and we legged it. <gasps> Imagine that. Punch, run! You've got to be desperate, though, because they're sharp seagulls. Walkers in London's uh, Hyde Park were shot last year by a rogue gull that was grabbing pigeons to drown them in the serpentine. Evil. The Royal Mail halted deliveries to a Cornish street in 2013 because its posties were being attacked by belligerent gulls. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, oh, flipping heck. Pensioner Wilfred Roby, 80, died... <gasps> Murder by gull of a heart attack after being attacked by gulls in his back garden in Wales in 2002 as he cleaned near their nests. Oh, my goodness. Flipping neck. And radio host Gary Robinson, no me neither, was left with a broken nose and needing stitches last July. Oh, no. This guy's a... Uh, flip. I, I feel bad I've started this one now. He's well, a plum. Tell me what happened to Gary? Radio host Gary Robinson, was, this is all his fault, was left with a broken nose and needing stitches last July after he fell while fleeing a swooping seagull in Dundee. Oh, no, he fell he over. Swooping. He so, fell over. So, idiot falls over. And the Dairy Maid Cafe gives its customers in Devon water pistols to ward off gulls. Well, that's just... Um... Seagull stole my sandwich once and it was a chicken one. Disgusting. It's like cannibalism. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1, two lanes have been closed northbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and the Toddington services because of an accident. So there's 40 mile speed restrictions in the area as well. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And in Mill Hill, it's also looking slow on Watford Way from the Apex Corner, southbound to the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. In Milton Keynes, the A421 standing way has roadworks at the Kingston roundabout. They aren't looking too bad at the moment, but they do get busy as it starts to get um, more towards the rush hour. So expect delays later on this morning. No reports of any major delays on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy? Yes. We've worked out our Wi-Fi works. It's the systems. Uh, when systems. was this is the systems, yeah. <laughs> when was the um, when was the last time you knocked on a neighbour's door? Oh, years ago. Oh mate! Why? Why oh, why not to, why not in the last week? Oh, I don't know them. Go and knock on your neighbour's door this weekend, unless you suspect okay. they're murderers. Um, and just, just ask them um, if they want to come round for a cup of tea. OK. <laughs> mm, thanks, thanks, Sammy. Stetson. Doorbells. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, David Cameron set to remain Prime Minister, Nick Clegg set to resign. Tories hold Milton Keynes South, Stevenage and Watford and in other news, seven people charged over death of Hertfordshire students. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron is on course to be returned to Downing Street for another five years, defying the predictions of the opinion polls. This is clearly a very strong night for the Conservative Party. I think we've had a positive response to a positive campaign about safeguarding our economy, about creating jobs. The Liberal Democrats have had a disastrous night, losing many MPs, including senior figures in the party, Danny Alexander, Vince Cable and Simon Hughes. Nick Clegg held his seat but has hinted he may step down as leader. It is now painfully clear that this has been a, a cruel and punishing night for the Liberal Democrats. The election has profound implications for the country. It also obviously has profound implications for the Liberal Democrats. Ed Miliband kept the question of his own leadership open but admitted the results were not going well. This has clearly been a very disappointing and difficult night for the Labour Party. We haven't made the gains we wanted in England and Wales. And in Scotland, we've seen a surge of nationalism overwhelm our party. In Scotland, the SNP have made sweeping gains. UKIP has taken about 10% of the vote, but so far has won only one seat. Douglas Carswell holding on to Clacton. In Buckinghamshire, Ian Stewart has held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South for the Tories. It's been a, an immense honour and pleasure to serve as the MP for Milton Keynes South in the last Parliament. Uh, I look forward to doing so in the next Parliament. Um, and a very special thanks to my wonderful campaign team. David Liddington held Aylesbury for the Conservatives with UKIP second. Elsewhere in Buckinghamshire, the Tories held Beaconsfield, Chesham and Amersham, Buckingham and Wickham. The Conservatives have held the Hertfordshire seats of Stevenage, St Albans and Watford. In Stevenage, Stephen McPartland held off the challenge of council leader Sharon Taylor. Anne Main held St Albans. In Watford, Richard Harrington held his seat with Lib Dem 
Mayor Dorothy Thornhill third. Conservative Party Chairman Grant Shapps has held well in Hatfield. It does look like um, David Cameron is headed back to Downing Street. It, it looks even possible that there may be an overall Conservative majority effectively, uh, which we hadn't had before. Uh, and obviously that wasn't picked up in the opinion polls along the way. Elsewhere in Hertfordshire, the Tories have held Hemel Hempstead, Broxbourne, Hertfordshire North East, Hartsmere, Hertfordshire South West, Hitchin and Harpenden and Hartford and Stortford. Nadine Dorries has held mid-Bedfordshire. Counting is still taking place in Bedford and Luton. In other news, seven people have been charged by Hertfordshire Police following an investigation into the death of a Watford student in October last year. 19-year-old Shahona Udin was found dead at her Leaveston Road home. Two people, 32-year-old Salma Begum and 35-year-old Sohail Udin, also of Leaveston Road, have both been charged with murder. They and five others will appear before Hatfield Magistrates Court today. And a service will be held at the Cenotaph in London this afternoon to mark VE Day. It's the start of three days of events commemorating the end of the Second World War. The weather, sunshine this morning, outbreaks of rain this afternoon, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio will have all the latest uh, on the election results once um, Scoynes has finished his McDonald's. I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm not, no, I'm not saying now. I'm just saying, you know, throughout the morning. I mean, when was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? And how the hell does Wi-Fi work? We know it's the systems, but we know you need a password. <laughs> Does it work? I don't know how it works. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you're more than welcome if you want to um, tell us how uh, you, got, you got on with the election. Are you happy with it? Are you sad with it? You can do all that if you want, really. Scoins um, uh, joins me. We've um, we've been spoilt this morning by Justin Deer. I just witnessed, witnessed mm. yeah. the most middle-class argument about um, McDonald's there. Not the most middle-class argument, that's about whether it should be closed or not. And having just watched Super Size Me for the first time this week, I'm really um, really enjoying this, this burger even more. <coughs> but Dealey, as he does sometimes, he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. whatever, you know, the, whatever was said about him in court, a, it was, he got off with it. He so did. It wasn't proven. It wasn't proven. Uh, and B, I mean, well, just anyway... Uh, but occasionally he visits a bit windy pops. Yeah, a bit of reflux. He well, it's, it's all that um, election you've been chowing down on all night. On. Uh, he pops to the clown and he treats us and he popped him with th- I don't know what this is a breakfast burger. It's a sausage uh, okay, and egg McMuffin. McMuffin. Yeah. Okay, three of them. One for me, one for Boyley, one for Daly, and then he went. Oh, geez, Scoins, you're down here. No, 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 no. Tell you what, you have mine. Scoyne goes, no, 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 you have mine. No, 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 mate, you have mine. No, 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 you have mine. No, 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 mate, you have mine. Oh, no, honestly, please, uh, Justin, please, take it. No, 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 mate, go on, you have it. And then Kath chips in, why, hey, lad, you have mine, like? No, 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 you have mine. Why, hey, you have mine. Nah, I'll tell you what, geez, you have it, you have it. Hey, please, I really don't say No, hey, hey, geez, you have mine. And there's me going, 
I'll have them all. It was the most ridiculous. Who had what in the? Who chowed down on a burger in the end? Boyley. I gave up. I gave mine up. Did you have yours? I've had uh, approximately three quarters of mine. Okay, so basically, um, you were pre- you were doing the the pretend. You were doing that thing of let me pay, let me pay, thinking don't let me pay. You, you're doing a boilie. <laughs> yeah, three times. She does that all the time. I was quite happy to forego the muff in the sausage. And Whereas I gave mine up. There we go. Right, guys, come on now, please. Catherine. Problem. Uh, we were supposed to be speaking to Sharon Taylor, who unfortunately uh, lost the election uh, in Stevenage. OK, hang Stephen on. Just, just, just explain who Sharon Taylor is, for those Sh- people who don't know. Sharon Taylor, she's the is, leader of was, Stevenage Borough Council. She was the uh, Labour, Labour candidate for the parliamentary seat of Stevenage. Not answering her phone. She didn't nah, win. She didn't win. OK, well, she's, well, she's probably having a... She's probably thought, ah, stuff that for a game of soldiers. I'm off. I'm off to bed. I'm good. Why not? Well, she was very resilient about it earlier on this yeah. morning. Well, yeah. And it's been a long night. Yeah. You can't have, you, them. have you tried the mobile? I've tried both numbers, oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, my job. Whoa, guys, <laughs> what, what? guys. Any Texas, Catherine? Uh, let's have a little oh. look, shall we? That's also my job. I didn't see. Hey, we're knocking on neighbours' doors. Knock, knock, knocking on neighbours' doors. Yes, mate. Our panicked neighbour knocked on our door to ask my husband for his help. Her husband had been checking the drainage in their back garden and had somehow managed to get trapped underneath the manhole cover and she couldn't lift it off him. She left him pinned to the grass to get my husband so he could free him. Says Linda, whose husband's obviously a lifesaver. Well, well, I I mean, guys, uh, yes, we're asking when was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? When was the last time you were trapped under something? And when have you ever had to have been rescued by somebody? Oh, I had to be rescued. I had to to rescue my boy. He was stuck. He was stuck. Well, I was at some fate and then this kid came up to me and said, oh, your boy is trapped up a tree. I went, all right, is it, okay, can he get down? No, I'll be there in a minute. No, no, he needs you now. So I was flipping it. I was sitting down, I was eating a hot dog. So finish the hot dog, finish the Coke, finish the conversation, um, went and spent a penny. Uh, then I went to the, um, the tree. He wasn't stuck up a tree, he was stuck down a ravine. Okay, all right, fine. And I managed to get down there and, uh, and, and get him out of it. And Gosh, then she must have been ready to nibble his own arm off by the time well, he got there. And then he said, I was only pretending. <gasps> you well, your, your actions were proven correct. Taught him a lesson. Yeah. It, it's the boy who cried wolf. Now, he hasn't actually cried wolf before, but I expect that he will be crying wolf a lot, so I just got in there first. Yeah, good idea. In my, anyway. In my first job, I got locked in my flat and had yep. to get the rest of the team to come down and free me from my own home to be able to go and read the news. Door was faulty. When have you knocked on your neighbour's door? What have you been trapped under? When have you been rescued? But politics, scoins. We should probably talk about it. The uh, election. We'll do some more Texas in a minute, Catherine. Thank you. Uh, for, for those who've just woken up, what's happened? Uh, what's Did the happened? good guys win? Well, I, I, I love putting you on the spot like that because uh, you get so uncomfortable. <laughs> the results are in. Not all of them. Um, it's been a really bad night for the Lib Dems. About as bad as it gets, actually. Um, How many? They've got like eight. S- uh, I think they're up to eight at the now. Think, yeah, I'm um, trying to find the figures on. When Twitter. the uh, exit polls came in at ten o'clock last night, I think there was some collective jaw dropping. Um, the exit polls predicted that the Lib Dems would only have ten seats. They had fifty-seven beforehand, a loss of forty-seven. So. That would be a big number down, and... Can I just give you the latest figures? I'm on the BBC website here. Yeah. Um, This is uh, after 608 of 650 seats, so 42 to go. Mm. Uh, The Conservatives have got 301. 
Yeah. So they could get a majority. They were due to get 315 in the exit poll. OK. Uh, Labour of... Uh, oh, they've just flicked it. Labour, Labour are, are, are down 25. They've just um, uh, flicked the results, so I have to come back to that in a second. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, does it say what the Lib Dems are? Labour's at 220, SNP 56, uh, Lib Dems 8, DUP 8, others 15. Well, that's very accurate from the exit poll. Effectively, let's look at the Lib Dems, some of the big names that uh, you'll know who've gone. Vince Cable... Which He's is gone. weird because, again, about three years ago, four years ago, Vince Cable was the new Nick Clegg. Wouldn't everyone loved him? Well, I mean, he was almost going to be the leader. He yep. went uh, into a leadership election and uh, didn't uh, get it. But, you know, he had a majority of 12,000. Early on, we heard that there were going to be recounts. And you're thinking, recounts on a seat of 12,000? Yeah. You only have recounts when it's sort of, you know, within a couple of hundred votes. Simon Hughes is gone. Simon Hughes is gone. I, I mean, I was... Deputy I always, leader, former deputy leader. I always thought he would... <sighs> Bit slimy. Bit slimy. Bit slimy, I thought. Thank you, Kelly. Bit slimy. Uh, I love I've it. I've never met him. I love. I mean, I've never met him. I'm just, you know, making up from what I've seen on telly and what I've read in the gossip columns. Ooh, well, I wouldn't go on that. Um, so Simon Hughes is gone. Um, Danny Alexander, Chief Secretary to the Treasury, he's gone. How many seats did the Lib, De Lib Dems have a week ago? Uh, 57. Now they've got eight. At wow. the moment, yeah. Crazy. Well, they're not there. And then the other story... There's two separate stories. Yep. Labour have done pretty badly insofar that they've actually got fewer seats than they had before, which is a, a surprise, bearing in mind the polls last week yep. were putting them up in some areas. They threw everything at marginal seats, like Stevenage, like Milton Keynes South, like Bedford, like Watford. Well, so far, and we don't know what the result is in Bedford, we probably won't know that in this programme, um, they've not turned any of those around. In fact, if anything, the Conservatives have improved by quite some way in some cases. The ladies' bus, the bacon sandwich yeah. and the stone Moses tablet. It, it is those things. I wonder if it's a deeper thing about Ed Miliband himself. Mm. And, you know, there's already calls to, from senior party insiders... Oh, he can't stay. ...saying that he'll go to... No one's... No one's he can't stay. But again, let me make this joke. May I be the first to congratulate David Miliband? <laughs> he'll be back, so he won't be the next leader. Possibly won't be the second leader. He'll be the third leader after this. Well, he'll have to be an MP, won't he? Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah. Well, so he'll have to come back and get elected. He can do that. It's going to be some hard work. So who's the interim person? Maybe you don't know. There's talk about Yvette Cooper. It certainly may not be Ed Balls, who is on a knife edge himself as well. He's only got a majority of 1,100, uh, 1, and um, the talk is that he's lost his seat oh, as well. Uh, the other big story is Scotland and the fact that there will now be something in the region of 56, 56 57 56 they've uh, got. SMP seats in the House of Commons they are the third uh, largest party in the House of Commons third largest party in the country though UKIP by some way although they only have one MP so again you know our voting system is it well is it if the Lib Dems have got the proportional representation that they'd wanted then um, they still would have been screwed and UKIP would have done really really well <laughs> uh, Paul stay there you might want to hear this this is Skier in Northampton good morning Skier oh good morning my name is Scar actually Scar yeah well I'm, uh, that's a beautiful wonderful name Scar what yeah that's an African name is, is it ah you see okay like the music or like the facial disfigurement no it's just shortened for a long African name oh, what's the what's the give us give us the long African name oh my name is Kanye Villa Skanya Villa Skanya Villa Skanya Villa yeah that was my nickname at school strangely enough Scar what have you called in about oh I'm calling for um, I work in Luton but I live in Northampton I'm sorry about that 
I normally uh, listen to the three counties when I'm driving on my M1. Yes, so on your M1. To... I love it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it gets boring sometimes with traffic. Yes. Yeah, you were just talking about neighbors. Yeah. Um, I live in Northampton in a town, in an area where I know almost all my neighbors. Yeah. We knock at each other's doors. We stand outside and chat and have a laugh and children play outside. So, yeah. Beautiful. It still happens. That, well, it, it, that's, that's really rare, Scar. I, I would be very surprised if, if that happened to many other people. Yeah, because even my parcels, I, I like shopping online a lot. So my parcels go from mm. number one to number 20. Everybody just gets anybody's parcel and that's it. Do your neighbours mind? Because bizarrely, to dig into the biscuits. You don't mind if Paul eats a biscuit while you talk to your scar? Dig into the biscuits, Paul. Lovely. Okay. My neighbours, two of my neighbours, have said they don't want any more parcels delivered there. Really? Isn't that rude? Oh, that's really bad. Just a little bit quieter, Paul, mate. Sorry. I mean, I'm talking to Scar, but you're just chomping a bit loudly, mate. Mm-hmm. Suck it. <laughs> suck it. Can I haven't eaten it? breakfast. Uh, have you not eaten breakfast? <laughs> oh, not yet. Well, Scar, listen, you, you go and have breakfast. <laughs> have you ever had any... Have you ever been trapped under anything? Um... I'm even on a, yeah, on a door. You got trapped on the door? Yeah, you know, my fingers got trapped on the door. Oh, yeah, da, 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 da. That hurts, and I was, doesn't it? Actually, I cried and almost fainted. <laughs> well, there you go. Scott, if you keep listening, I'll tell you the story about how I got trapped under a double mattress. Oh, yes. It's not as romantic as it sounds. It was horrible. I thought, genuinely thought I was going to die. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there's a lane closed by an accident involving a car and a lorry between Junction 11 for Dunstable and the Toddington services. So those queues are all the way back from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, that's very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. In Enfield on the A10, it's slow southbound from Bullsmore Lane towards Carter Hatch Lane. And in Milton Keynes, it's looking a little bit busy around the A421 standing way now around the Kingston roundabout where the roadworks are. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.16, it is um, Friday, the 8th of May. Paul, stay there, we'll get that in a second. Uh, David Cameron looks set to remain Prime Minister with results suggesting the Conservatives will be close to a majority. Nick Clegg, Nick Clegg looks set to resign as Lib Dem leader after a disastrous night. Labour's shadow Chancellor Ed Balls is predicted to lose his seat. Uh, and we've just heard about Mark Reckless. He was... The Tory yes. went to UKIP. Went to UKIP in uh, Rochester and stewed. Won the by-election. Yes, and then hasn't won the general election. Jonathan Vernon-Smith, well, let's, let's, let's end this music. Hang on one second. Radio. It's quite exciting, all this, isn't it? By 4,000 votes, he's Blimey. lost to the Conservative. That was, was, that was kind of going to... Was that seen as a fairly safe one? The fact he'd won a by-election would have... Uh, of the two that were in Parliament, yeah. Douglas Carswell always was the uh, more secure MP. And I think, in fact, actually, I think he's actually increased his majority as a UKIPper right. uh, in uh, Clacton. Of course... We still don't know what's going to happen in uh, Thanet South, which is where Nigel Farage is standing. Now, yeah. word there seems to be that he's not going to make it. He's perhaps not even going to make it into second position, which means he has said before that he would stand down. I'm going to stand down if I lose. Or at least offer. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? It's pretty good. I've got to stand down if I lose. No, 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 let me speak. 
Left wing bias. <laughs> made him sound a bit common, though. My, my impression of Nigel Farage <laughs> is based on the impression of him on Dead Ringers. That's it. No, no, I'm Nigel Farage. No, 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 let me speak. Um, well, he, so we, we could see the end of Farage. We could see the end of Farage, Miliband and um, Clegg. And Balls. Yes, they're recounting. They are. Are they recounting? They're, balls apparently, they are they're recounting balls. Rec- they're recounting in Ed Ball's constituency because there is oh. a concern that he may well have lost his seat. So they've asked for a recount. Isn't it incredible? I'm assuming this is what you'll be talking about after nine o'clock. Of course it is. Of course it is. From nine this morning, I'm going to be Ed asking. Ed Balls has lost. We've just balls heard. He's lost. just Ed lost balls. his seat. Uh, we've lost balls. That's a huge scale. Isn't that incredible? I mean, I oh my god! I can't in my, you know relatively short time of doing this, I can't think of a bigger... Uh, you Do you know, know what he came across as? Yeah. Smug and incompetent. That's why I always thought, very smug man when I saw him. And sometimes, so you need to say, as an MP, or, or you need to sound confident. I thought sometimes his confidence came across as arrogance and smugness. And I just wonder if people picked up on that. Particularly so, last right. night when he was suggesting, even after the exit poll, Ed Miliband could still be Prime Minister. Oh, was he? Was yes. he? Okay. He, why, he, why is Ed he may still form a government. Ed Ball's going, just explain quickly, Paul, why that's so significant. Well, he's the Shadow Chancellor, you know, one of the most senior figures in the Labour Shadow Cabinet. Mm. He was um, uh, in uh, Gordon Brown's team uh, when Gordon Brown was Prime Minister. Perhaps that was something which tarnished his, uh, his chances this time around. Um, certainly was an easy hit for the Conservatives mm. every time they wanted to uh, sort of come back at him when he was criticising their financial policy. Their argument was always, well, you got us into this position. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, his majority was wafer thin. It was only uh, 1,100, so it was a small one. And, you know, there we are. Now, it's it's almost inevitable at this point that Ed Miliband, oh, Miliband will go. stay on. Are you going to be talking balls this morning, JVS? Uh, I'm going to be asking you pleased or disappointed yep. with the election results. Um, uh, it's all happening as we speak. There's no point in me reading what I've got in front of me because already no, it's, just changing it's, constantly. it's out of touch. But from nine this morning, I want your reaction to uh, the results as we have them at the moment of the general election. It does look as if David Cameron and the Conservatives will form our next government. 304 seats for the Conservatives, 222 for the Labour. But that's 613 out of 650. And I note that, and I, I don't know if you can give us any more information on this, Paul, but I, I note that the, the latest prediction is that the Conservatives are now going to win 329 seats, which will give them a very clear majority, won't it? Uh, it's a slim, but yes, it would give them a majority. Um, it would be a fairly slim majority, but it would get them to the point that they wouldn't need to go into coalition or uh, even a minority oh. government, and they could feel that they can go through. What Cock up in Bedford. Uh, Catherine types on the screen, I'm just looking at Neil Bradford on Twitter. Returning officer for Bedford confirms box containing approximately 5,000 verified but not counted votes was put in the wrong place. The votes were originally omitted from the count but the discrepancy was spotted immediately. They're now being counted. The mix-up has delayed the declaration. This is in Bedford, which is now predicted at 9am. Oh. Returning officer stresses they were not lost or missing. So you'll get that on your... Uh, we'll, we'll report on... Because, again, that's a very close one, isn't it? Well, very it was close. always said to be, although increasingly I'm becoming less sort of convinced that it's a marginal. You know, if you look at all the ones that we thought were marginals, and let's look at them, you know, Stevenage, mm. a much greater marginal than... Uh, uh, well, it was a... So Bedford is the, the slimmest marginal that we had. I think it was only about 1,300. Um, in, in all of the other marginals, Milton Keynes South, Stevenage, Watford to an extent, the Conservatives have increased their majority by quite some... But quite it, it, feels, it feels as if it's, it's gone against 
the previous feeling, if that makes sense. I mean, I drove through Bedford the other day, and Labour is just full of... Uh, sorry, Bedford is full of Labour boards yeah, yeah. everywhere, all over in people's gardens, uh, Patrick Hall boards everywhere. You very much get this impression that uh, he was absolutely on course mm. to secure victory. So if he doesn't secure victory, surely it will be a surprise, won't it? Well, Bedford's one of those seats that's always been... Uh, it's always gone with the colour of the government. So when Labour... Uh, were in control it was a Labour seat when Conservatives were in control it was a Conservative seat so it wouldn't be a surprise necessarily if uh, it was to stay with Richard Fuller. Uh, Ed Balls uh, has lost his seat in Morley and Outwood by 422 votes to Ooh. Conservative Andrea Jenkins 422 that's oh that's got to hurt hasn't it? He'll be livid Ooh, Balls in a vice so the, what's the question again? So from, from nine, I'll just take your reaction. Are yep. you pleased? Are you disappointed? Uh, I know there are lots of Liberal Democrats uh, all over Beds, Hearts and Bucks. I wonder how they feel. I'll Crying like babies. Your, <laughs> Crying like I'll babies. take your reaction from nine, no matter what your political persuasion. 08459 455 555. The Playoffs. They're the last chance to gain promotion. I know we're up for a tough couple of legs, but if we can get through them, everyone knows what's waiting then. And for Stevenage and Wickham, it can't come soon enough. Wickham start our League Two playoff coverage tomorrow, away to Plymouth. Goal! Wickham have got the winner here at Sixfield. Alfie Mawson. Followed on Sunday by Stevenage at home to Southend. The show will come in, and Deep Parra makes the point save! You can hear both games live this weekend with Three Counties Sports. The League Two Playoff Semi-Finals, tomorrow night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Students. I was a student a long, long time ago. Blimey, it was a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, of course, there was a little bit of studying. There was a little bit of work. There was also a fair bit of, um, well, you know, um, how can I put it? Shenanigans. 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 Anyway, it would seem nothing's really changed, particularly in Hatfield, where it would appear the undergraduates get so leery, their university's joining forces with the police and local authority to keep them in line once exams finish next week. Well, Ross Renton is Hertfordshire University's Dean of Students. Morning, Ross. Good morning, Ian. Operation Balsam. It's a silly name. What is it? Yeah, Operation Balsam. First of all, our students aren't um, any more adventurous than any other student across the UK. Um, so it's not a, a Hatfield issue. But what we as a university are, are probably a bit more responsible in ensuring that students um, absolutely celebrate the end of their exams, but make sure they do it in a way that they are respectful for the community they live in and, and they're part of. So what are you going to do to stop them um, being a pain in the bum? There's uh, multiple things that we're doing. First of all, we're working with the police and local council to make sure that there's a awareness so our students are aware of the impact they might have. Uh, well, that's I mean, just common sense, though, isn't it? People know that if you make noise, it's going to disturb people. So what, what practical steps are you taking to make sure people don't get disturbed? Absolutely. There's uh, noise patrols out, so we'll have uh, extra staff out in the community um, making sure if there is any issues, they'll be uh, able to tackle them, both from students but also from non-students. We have um, quite a young population in Hatfield, so it's not just addressing student issues but any uh, issues that might arise. So if I've got uh, a party with 200 people in and we're making a lot of noise listening to the hits of the day, I don't know, Shacademus and Pliers, for example, your noise people turn up and say, could you keep the noise down? Jog on, fella. 
what are they practically you, able you to see, do? You see that, Ian Jogon fella, but I've been out myself at two in the morning and I went to the door and I've knocked the door and if your dean of students turns up at your door and says that the noise is, uh, is excessive, then you'll, you'll be absolutely amazed how quickly that noise goes down. Because we spoke to a guy who had to move because um, the, the noise was, was so much and so repetitive and uh, the university and the police, the police said, well, it's nothing to do with us, it's an environmental health, uh, and the university didn't do anything. Um, I don't know the details of the case that you're mentioning at the moment, but what I would say is the university takes its role very seriously within the community. We, uh, as you're probably aware, contribute a massive amount to uh, Welland and Hatfield, £11 million directly from students spending money there. But with that comes responsibility, and what we try and do is instil in our students that responsibility. And it's all too easy sometimes just to blame students, and I, I think we have to look at the, the population in Hatfield and work with them. Yeah, but it is quite often students, though, isn't it? I don't understand you. Yes, it can be easy to blame students, but if it's them, then we should blame them, shouldn't we? Absolutely. If it's students that are doing it, then we will work with the local community to deal with it. I'm still not quite sure what you're going to be doing, Ross. They said we'll have noise patrols out. There's a helpline, which will mean that the environmental health will be able to help those where there's issues. Um, the environmental health. I've, I've called environmental health when there's noise going on, and they're, they're pretty useless, aren't they? Well, we've put an additional resource, so actual real money is going in to support this, so there'll be additional staffing out there. The university puts in about £55 million, uh, 55,000, sorry, goodness. Thank, thank uh, you, go yes, go. Ross, calm sorry. down. £55,000 uh, uh, a year to help with these things. But let's not take away from the fact that our students do a huge amount of good in the community. And you think about the volunteering, the mentoring in schools and these things, again, it's all too easy just to kind of focus on one issue. OK, well, uh, the, 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 this is the issue we're focusing on, Ross, but I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you, Ross uh, uh, Renton, uh, Hertfordshire University's Dean of Students. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, uh, well, our reporter, Louise Parry, is at Chick Sands. Uh, what's happening there, Louise? We're just getting the results. I'm just going to hold it out to you. OK. This is Bed South West. Sounds like Andrew Salou has held. Tepid. Patronising. Louise, oh, we missed the beginning of that, sorry, and just the end, it's not the greatest light. Uh, uh, am I right in hearing that Andrew Salou held? He did indeed, yes, he got 28,000 votes. And I think the next after him was the Labour Party, but I'm not totally sure. I have to listen back. OK, well, we're all going to be listening back to this all, all day, uh, and uh, it's going to be my ringtone, uh, I think. Are you done now, Louise? I think I might be. I think you, you might be allowed to go home. Do you know what? I'm, I'm your boss, as it happens now, Louise. Go home. Your work here is done. Go and sleep, <laughs> for goodness sakes. Thank you very much, Louise. Cheers for that. Uh, so Andrew Salou holds 08459 four double five five double five. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are delays on the M1 northbound at the Toddington services from Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road because of an accident involving a lorry and a car. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards Sterling Corner. And in Mill Hill on Watford Way, that's looking very slow from the Apex Corner towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus as well. In Watford, Lower High Street's very busy but around the Bushy Arches. And on the trains, there are 20 minute delays on Chiltern Railway services through High Wycombe. So that's affecting trains between London Marylebone and Prince's. Risborough, they might be delayed at short notice uh, or cancelled, and, and that's possible until around 10 o'clock this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. David Cameron appears certain to be returned to Downing Street with the Conservatives poised to win a majority in the general election. The other big winner of the night is the SNP, which has made spectacular advances across Scotland, mainly at Labour's expense. Labour's shadow chancellor, Ed Balls, has lost his seat in Yorkshire. Nick Clegg has held on to his seat, but it's been a dismal night for the Lib Dems, who've lost a number of high-profile MPs and ministers, including Vince Cable, Simon Hughes and Danny Alexander. Mr Clegg is now considering his his position. In Buckinghamshire, the Conservatives have held all seats declared so far, including the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. The Conservatives have held all the Hertfordshire seats. Counting is still taking place in Bedford and Luton. And in other news, seven people have been charged by Hertfordshire Police following an investigation into the death of a Watford student in October last year. 19-year-old Shahana Udin was found dead at her Leavesden Road home. Two people have been charged with murder. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Practice starts at nine o'clock in Barcelona for Sunday's Spanish Grand Prix. Hertfordshire's reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton has won three of the opening four races this season. I'm kind of blown away just how amazing this season started off. Really proud of all the, all the team to have built another strong car and, and then also the performances. I left the last race thinking, wow, we've had an amazing two weeks. And me and my engineers, we did a great job and the mechanics, we did a just pretty much a perfect spot on uh, weekends so um, I hope that we can you know coming here I'm kind of like it's starting again so I've you know, got a lot of work to do still. In last night's League One semi-final first leg playoff matches Preston won 1-0 at Chesterfield Swindon won 2-1 at Sheffield United tonight in the Championship Brentford hosts Middlesbrough Wickham and Stevenage start their League Two playoff campaigns this weekend Wickham play their first leg at Plymouth tomorrow night Stevenage hosts Southend on Sunday night commentary on both matches on BBC Three Counties Radio tomorrow afternoon Boreham Wood bid for a place in the conference as they host Whitehawk in the conference South playoff final Milton Keynes-Dons will celebrate their Promotion to the Championship tonight at Middleton Hall in Central Milton Keynes from 5.30. Luton have already announced their pre-season schedule with home games against Coventry, Brentford and Walsall. And England's cricketers face Ireland today in a one-off one-day international in Dublin. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Doorbells. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Actually found treasure. Yeah. Like proper, genuine, none of this rubbish stuff. Proper, genuine treasure. A bar of silver. It's long gone silver. <laughs> who doubt? Divers find Captain Kidd. Who's ca- I don't remember who Captain. I'm not Captain really hot on pirates. Captain Kidd on the sand. Is that a real song? No, you've been an idiot. Right. Be- yeah, Explorers claim they found sunken treasure belonging to 17th century pirate Captain Kidd. Wowzers. 
the 50 uh, g- uh, kilograms... Uh, sorry, I'm being distracted by the picture underneath, which is Robert De Niro um, 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 uh, putting cream, sun cream, I should add, on a lady's bum. Well, you've got to cover up your um, well, skins. Do you, know, do you know what this is for? This film sounds awful. He's old enough to be her godfather, clever, because he was in a film called The Godfather 40 years ago. Oh. Robert De Niro enjoys his latest film role as he covers a young bikini-clad actress in suntan lotion. The Hollywood legend, 71, got his mitts on Aubrey Plaza, 30, during a scene for Dirty Grandpa. Dirt, he's making a film. Robert De Niro, who is once one of the greatest actors in the world, he had integrity, is in a film called Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> he plays a perverted ex-army general in the movie, also starring Zac Efron. We can laugh about that now, can we? Dirty Grandpa. Or, as I like to call it, uh, the Rolf Harris story. Now, I don't know if he's a grandfather. Explorers claim they found sunken treasure belonging to 17th century pirate Captain Kidd. The 50 kilogram, I don't know, what does that mean? Heavy. Oh, yeah. Silver bar was brought ashore by a team of divers who spotted it off the coast of Madagascar in Africa. I'd be suspicious because um, there's always a chance that they smuggled the bar out there, up their bums, deposited it, and then went, hey, guys, look what I found! There's treasure! But I don't know. It's now being guarded by soldiers on the island of Buffy St. Marie. Respected American underwater explorer. That's right. Respected American underwater explorer, Barry Clifford. Isn't he the Sillip Bang guy? Yeah. Led the team which discovered... Flippin' egg! Do you know how much this bar of silver is? This is heavy. Do you know how much this is worth? One million dollars. No! 1.25 million pounds! <gasps> Pans! <gasps> Pans! <gasps> Never! Honestly! Honestly! Never! Yes! Quick! Go and tell everybody! But put, put, put a hat on! Which hat are you going to put on, Sadiq? Stetson. Good idea! Imagine the number of Stetsons you could buy with that. Doorbells. And doorbells. Madagascar's president yesterday received the treasure alongside the UK and US diploma- diplomats on Buffy St. Marie. Journalist Martin Vogel, who was at the ceremony, said, the team believes the bar is from the wreckage of kids' ship. Scottish-born... Oh, blooming Nicholas Turgeon will be after this, then, won't they? Oh, kids ours, give it back to us! Scottish treasure for Scottish people. Okay, it's our treasure, give it back to us! Very camp. She is. Because she's really being played by a midget boy. No, hang on, that's the Crankies, and it's the other way around. Mm. Scottish-born William Kidd was executed for piracy in 1701. According to legend, he hid much of his bounty. But they found all of his Mars bars. <laughs> Good one. The story's inspired... Tun, 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 tun. I saw Daly walk past. He yeah, come he's come coming in. in. Get deals. Come in, sit just, down, bro. Just, it's a special day. Just. Yeah. Plug yourself in. I can plug myself in. How you doing, Phil? Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah, yourself? You enjoyed the election? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. Very That's exciting. Um, yeah, still going on. I just feel for all those people that were up all night and now they're going to bed. Don't, mate. The, 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 the people here, they've got pizzas. Well, it's highs and lows, though, isn't it? Your highs through the night. Also, the people that were up all night are normally tucked up safely in bed by the time we come in, so... Yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? I've got no sympathy at all. I suppose the downside, they have to spend all night with Paul Scoyne yeah. and, yeah. uh, and his famous wandering hands. So, well, no one yeah, think of yeah. the children. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Justin, mm. you've been uh, on top form today. We've Thank asked you. you to... You right, Scoynesy? Paul, what's wrong, mate? 
Skynes, what's wrong? You look like um, well, you look like you've you've had your mouth stung by a mouthful of bees again. He's too furious to speak. I can speak on his behalf. Furious with what? What are you for? furious with, Skynes? It's going to be all right, you know. If he's sending me a text, I turn my phone off when I'm in the studio. Everything. It's called okay. it's called professional etiquette. He's he's. Do you know I think we've done with Scoins? We spoiled him yesterday. Have, have we broken Scoins mm -hmm. again? Have we broken him in? Okay, Scoins. Well, listen, but mate, well, listen, mate. We're on the radio, doing a proper show. Scream, mate! <laughs> he sent a very rude message on his phone. Justin, outrageous! It's, yes. it's outrageous, and it's great to have you in the studio, it's mate. I'm really Thank getting you. this election vibe. Yeah. Uh, you've got some breaking um, news for us regarding the election. What's just uh, just happened? Uh, I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. What's breaking in your world? Uh, what's breaking in my world? Um, a few hearts. I've, yeah, well, a few hearts, obviously. I've actually got a broken speaker at the moment at home. That needs to be fixed. OK, yeah. well, that's... So, yes. Tweeter or woofer? Right. Uh, it's, um, I think I'd, it's a woofer. I tell you what, guys, yeah. you've not come in with news about the election. You mm. have come in with news about knocking on your neighbour's doors. Yeah, you've been talking about that this morning. When was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? Of course, you don't I... need to use knockers. Doorbells. No. Just as acceptable. <laughs> They're just as acceptable. Knockers are better. Yes, that's, that's arguable, but you could always use... Doorbells. While you're wearing... Stetson. Exactly. <laughs> Sadiq, I love you. Uh, so I've been on the streets this morning <laughs> uh, asking people, when was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? Some great stories here, but also a really interesting stereotype about the British. Oh. Take a listen. So when was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? Oh, ages ago. Ages. I don't know, Brent, I can't remember why. Well, we're just simply asking the question this morning. Why don't you go and knock on your neighbour's door? Well, uh, I don't understand them. Oh. When was the last time you knocked on your neighbour's door? Last November. Very specific. Last November? Yeah. OK, yeah. quite a few months. Um, OK, first of all, why did you knock at their house? Oh, we had a pigeon in the house and we needed their help to get out. <laughs> OK, so they helped you. Why haven't you knocked since? We haven't needed their help since. Claire, when was the last time you went and knocked on your neighbour's door? Neighbourly love, Claire. Uh, about a week ago. And what, what were you knocking for? They're, they're selling the house. I was just asking how they were doing, really. My neighbour's door? Oh, when was the last time you knocked on the door? Quite a long time. Oh. Can I ask why? Uh, well, just because um, somehow I feel that uh, people in the United Kingdom uh, have their own home and they don't like to be disturbed, so... Well, not necessarily. No. If you knocked on my door, I'd invite you in for a cup of tea, we'd listen to some Engelbert Humperdinck and away we go. Yeah, and uh, the thing, thing is that when you when you get in um, to a home of a Britain, British home, is simply, they are very friendly, they are very... but they don't like to also to disturb you, so that they are quite polite people and... You know. It's an interesting stereotype. Thanks very much. OK, you're welcome. He's right, though. An Englishman's home is mm. his castle. It is, but... Don't come knock. into my castle or even knock on the door, otherwise I'll fire at you <laughs> from the um, slitted windows up in You the... wouldn't do that. If somebody knocks on your front door, surely you'd be friendly towards them, wouldn't you? I would be friendly. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like going to the front door. Yeah, you could become friends with that person. <laughs> what do you mean? I've got well, Because someone turns up at the front door. No, but you could... Is that how you it could, works? You could have great friends down your street. Surely they're... They're the best friends to have because no. they're going to look after you, aren't they? No, they can see your comings and goings. I suppose. Are you on the radio this weekend? Yes, I'm back. Up. After two weeks of uh, Watford celebrations, uh, I'm back tomorrow, uh, 12 until 2, two hours of great music. The charts from this weekend in 66, featuring Paul Revere, who I know oh, you're a massive fan yeah. of. Um, also, uh, requests from the streets and, of course, an Errol Brown tribute.
all happening tomorrow, 12 Justin, till 2. always good. Thank you for Thank the Thank you. Have a great weekend. See you later on. Tara. Tara. That beard, that beard is looking full. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a plum. Stetson. Thank you. So, um, it's coming, 8.59. We've got 18 minutes mm-hmm. until this Russian spacecraft crashes into London, killing millions of people. So that gives us what? How, how, many, how long? 15 minutes? To Parts of a 18. Russian spacecraft hurtling to, uh, towards Earth could crash in, oh, into the seas just off the Kent coast this morning. We mentioned this yesterday. Everyone went, oh, 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 oh. It's going to happen, guys. Um, it, uh, it, you're probably going to be safe. But uh, apparently you'll be, you'll be able to see it. Even in the daytime you'll be able to see it because it's going to burn up in the atmosphere. Mm. The £30 million ship, which was last night... Sp- <laughs> which was last night spinning out of control at 17,000 miles per hour... Is expect- it's like being in the car with you. Is expected to burn up in the Earth's atmosphere shortly bef- before nine this morning. But there's a chance some larger fragments of the seven-ton vessel will make it through the atmosphere and crash into the sea. Just imagining some uh, likely lads in Kent at the moment are going, right, we've got 19 minutes, love. What are we going to do before we uh, face our impending doom? Blimey. Hey, do you uh, want to talk to Tony Fisher? I suppose I'm contractually obliged. Good morning, Tony. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning. And it is a good morning. Uh, hopefully it will be a good morning here when this is finished. Where's here? Um, You're in Bedford, right? I'm in Bedford. I'm at the Bunyan Centre, uh, the scene of uh, much confusion at the moment. What's going on? There's been a mix-up, hasn't there? There's been a bit of a mix-up. So um, they had a couple of bags that they'd verified. Of they'd votes. Verified, of votes, yes. About 5,000 votes, no less. But they just overlooked them for the counting. So they were all oh. postal votes, all to one side. They were almost ready to come and declare, and then they found this uh, uh, bag, of, uh, bag of votes. Guys, so I found this! I think I we're in them. trouble! I found them in a corner. Now, have they checked everywhere since then? Because there might be some down the back they've of checked, sofas. They've checked everywhere, down the back sofas, mm. in the loos, everywhere. Good, right. So, you know, I think... So they've, we're, got we're, to, so they've got the ones they counted already, and now they've got to count this extra 5,000? No, they, I think that looks like they've counted the extra 5,000 right. now, so ah. hence the delay, because we were due to go about quarter to eight. It's now, what, quarter to now? Yes. Losing track of time, but uh, yes, it shouldn't on. be don't, too long. Don't do a felt. Don't have a breakdown, nine Tony. Nine o'clock, I don't know. Have they given you any indication of, of when it's going to be? About nine o'clock. OK, all right. Well, uh, So, okay. we're, you know, we're you, getting you there. You drew the short straw, Tony. Everyone else has gone home. I know. <laughs> but at least, you know, this is, this is going to be important, isn't it? Because if it goes Tory, then, you know, there we go. We get closer to a, a Tory majority. But if it's not, then, ooh, very exciting. <laughs> There's Tory Fisher, Tony Fisher, excuse me, 08459455555. He's been up too long, He's that guy. struggling to get the excitement He's level been up, up to that long. Well, Paul, have you got something you need to say now, or shall I go to the travel? Is it, is it breaking? It's, I've... Well, say it. I've spoken to a very senior Lib Dem source yes. uh, in the last few minutes, and uh, they say um, that they're deeply shocked about what's happened. Yep. Um, they've lost a lot of very good MPs. And they're getting a posse up to go to uh, Nick Clegg's to do him in? Well, there is a meeting that's taking place at the moment. At the moment. With Nick Clegg present or uh, absent? I was told the meeting is being, uh, taking place with very senior party sources. Okay, so, so and uh, more will be given after 11 o'clock this morning. Okay. He, he's going to go, isn't he? There's no way he can stay. It's difficult to see in this position, yeah. having lost yeah. so many seats. Yeah. OK. And the name of your sources? Uh, their name is... Ah, oh, see. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
starting with the trains in Chiltern Railway have a train that's broken down at High Wycombe, so that's causing 30-minute delays between Princess Risborough and London Marleybone. On the motorways, the M1 has delays northbound because there's a lane closed at uh, between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and the Tod Toddington services. That's causing delays northbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 1 for the Stables Corner to the London Gateway services. And in Borehamwood, the A1 is looking slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. It's also busy in Watford on Beach and Grove around Escort Road. On uh, I've already done the trains, so there are half-hour delays on Chiltern Railway. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.46, it's Friday the 8th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron appears certain to be returned to Downing Street with the Conservative poised to win a majority in the general election. Nick Clegg looks set to resign as Lib Dem leader after a disastrous night and Labour's shadow Chancellor Ed Balls has lost his seat. The Conservatives have held all Hertfordshire seats. They've also held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. Counting is still taking place in Bedford and Luton. 08459... Four double five five double five. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a mostly dry day, but there will be quite a lot of cloud around. We could see a few spots of rain, perhaps over western areas of Buckinghamshire in particular. But for the most part, yes, we are looking at a dry day and staying driest, I think, for longest towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. But this is where we could catch some heavy thundery downpours a little bit later on through the day. It's the late afternoon and the evening. Until then, yes, lots of cloud around where we do get a bit of brightness. Then we could see temperatures rise as far as 16 or 17 degrees 63 in Fahrenheit so it will feel pleasantly warm and the winds will be light as well this evening watch out for those heavy thundery downpours um, particularly towards eastern areas of course overnight tonight though it should uh, should be mostly dry there'll be uh, quite a lot of cloud around it will feel very mild tonight temperatures not dropping out of double figures tomorrow there'll be a few blustery showers some of them could turn heavy and thundery and then into Sunday things are going to settle down it'll be dry and warm there'll be lots of sunshine this warm this set to last into next week. That's the forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you got any stories? Yeah, we, I don't know how we missed this one. This is one in the uh, in the Daily Mail, page 34. Teenage shop assistant from Hertfordshire, local and indeed vocal, mm. was ordered to lift her bra in front of other staff and customers Gosh. to prove she hadn't stolen anything. Wow. Naomi Scott, 17, was one of several female employees subjected apparently to the unexpected search by a supervisor as they worked on tills at the budget store. She did another two shifts after the humiliating incident but quit her job on Monday and is now looking for work elsewhere. I was disgusted. I couldn't believe they would make us do it, Miss Scott told Mail Online. We'd always had bag searches and pocket searches, but all of a sudden last Thursday... Bra searches. They came up with the idea of a bra search. Was she smuggling anything? Apparently not. No? OK. Well, you, you never know. Betsy! Yes, boss. 
Eddie Texas. Yes. Go on then, what you got? Hi Ian, Hi. I once had to knock on my neighbour's door. Oh yes, yes. I had to make sure she was okay because I heard her banging on the window. Oh. <gasps> Turned out she was so drunk she couldn't unlock her own door, so he had to let her out by pushing the keys through the letterbox. But they, so they, they were too on. drunk to open the door, yeah. but they were sober enough to push keys through a letterbox. No, he had I to mean, push the keys. Hang on, the who letterbox. pushed the keys? What? I don't know. The dr- surely the drunk, p- the person inside. Hang on, who? Oh, so, so she was she banging. Was in- who was in? Who was where? <clears throat> I once had to knock on my neighbour's door. Yes. Had to make... You got that? that yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I'm knocking, knocking on my neighbour's door. Yep. Had to make sure she was OK. She was OK. She's inside her house. Yes, because I heard her banging on her she window. She was banging on her window inside. She was like, help, let me out. Yep. Turns out she was so drunk yep. she couldn't unlock her own door. Right. So she had to push the keys. Uh, through she the did. Box. Yeah. She so, did push him out. So she was so drunk she could. She couldn't. But she could. I it think it's a bigger one of slot, those, you isn't know, it? The handles with the. We have to push. Hey, it up here's the thing, guys. When I used to deliver um, the free newspaper for a halfpenny a paper, imagine being old enough to have worked for a halfpenny a paper, and even knowing what a halfpenny is, the two things that would, the three things that would annoy me most. Vicious dogs grabbing it when you mm-hmm. went for it, right? I hear you. The really thick muff that you had to slide it through. Yes. You know the really thick... What is thick, that for? It's, oh, it's a draft it's like excluder. It's a thing. Uh. It's a life excluder. Or then, some people would have, like, um, little sort of bins on the si- on the end of their thing, so it would go in, but it was... You'd it have wasn't, to fold it in. It wasn't it big enough for a free newspaper, for the, the, the Slough and Windsor Recorder, whatever it was I was delivering. What else you got, Betsy? So... Uh, I've got some uh, jokes on Ed Balls. Um, no, 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 no. Look for Twitter. Look on Twitter for those if you want some Balls jokes. But, but They're just, not just, mine, by the way. No, we're not doing... Any, Kelly, we're not doing any Ed Balls jokes. Suffice to say, Balls out. That's pretty much what it says. OK, OK. That's there what there I wrote, go. anyway. There we go. There we go, you see. Anything else? That'll do, will it? Hey, here's a thing. Do you have a pet, Scoins? Yes. What? Have you? Yeah. What have you got? Got a little cat. I... Yeah. He's the one that every time I do a report from home, comes in and goes... Sydney. That's it. That's your wife. Do you talk to your cat? Yes. I've not got long with Velvet. She's so thin and there's not long to... Did you hear the fella on Jonathan's show the other day who lost his cat? His cat got um, knocked over. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Didn't know if his cat was dead or alive or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then found out during the show that the cat was dead. Oh. Genuinely, and he was in tears. And then he said, "I've got to go." Genuinely heartbreaking. And you, I bet there were people at home sniggering. But if you've not got a pet, if you've not got a cat, then you won't know what that's like. I've had Velvet for fourteen years. Fourteen years. I've known her longer than my children. I've known her longer than my wife. Um, she's uh, been with me through the literal highs and indeed the lows. She ain't gonna be around forever. And she's. I think the end is in sight. So, look, if, I, if I'm off for a month, guys, you know that the cat's passed away. Are you going to get another one? Um, no, 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 no. Just no. quickly, no. call it velvet. Mate, I'll tell you what, yeah, well, I tell you what, if one of my boys falls down a well, I'll just go and have it away with my wife, we'll make another one straight away, shall we? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, obviously, I'll try and get them out of the well, but if, if, it, was, if it was too deep, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd chuck food down there every weekend. Yeah. Probably get bored of that after a while. It'll be all right, there's water there, it's a well. Catch a frog and eat that. When you're tall enough, come out. Until then, you think know, about what you've imagine done. that. Twenty-five years time, you get a knock on the door, you open it, and it's um, it's like a really tall man He's covered wet. in slime and frogs. <laughs> Dad, why did you leave me? Oh blimey! <laughs> anyway, aside from budgies, why did you become a mutant? No, mate, it's not a, a toxic. Man. It's not a toxic well. It's just you a don't normal. Know that. Well. No, no, I wouldn't let him fall down a toxic well. I'd be careful around a toxic well. Normal well, yeah, do what you want. 
Aside from budgies, parrots and minor birds, there are few... Pe- hey, so you know I was doing this um, Pets That Make You Laugh Out Loud? Yeah. Oh, there's a funny, there's a funny bird in there. Tells it's people a- to F off. <gasps> tells, people, tells people to let F off. It's brilliant. It's a parrot. It, it says really it. Say it, though? It says it, yeah. It says it. Can I just uh, point to the screen? There's a bit of breaking news. Oh, yeah, go on. What's, what's happened? Uh, the BBC are predicting that this will be a Conservative majority government. And it was saying on the screen just a second ago that David Cameron is to go and see Queen at uh, 12.30. It's not the same without Freddie Mercury. No. Exactly. That guy is. It's exactly. not the same just, without Freddie Mercury. It's just, you know, they still trot out the old songs. We'll get, it's just... This uh, is great. Look, um, Paul, we're getting kind of... This is the great thing about Twitter, OK, is you're getting updates from people, saying stuff that I've not seen. Rob says, before the actual results, you could see balls sweating on the pole. So uh, we really are <laughs> getting a real sense of what's been going on across the country. Thank you for that, Rob. I appreciate the insight. Uh, but that doesn't stop children talking to them. In fact, a study shows... What were we talking about? Pets. pets, right. Sorry. That youngsters are more... Here we go. Youngsters are more likely to confide in animals such as cats and dogs than their own brothers or sisters. Yeah? Makes sense to me. Do you, I mean, when you, t- you say you talk to your cat, Scoins... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you give it the deep shiz or is it... Well, what's going on? I get fairly... Yeah, I get fairly f- deep with my cat, philosophically. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's called Sydney, and he lost a brother, and we never found him. Down a well? You might get a wet, bedraggled cat knocking on your door soon. That would be uh, quite impressive. A mutant one. It's not a toxic well, mate. There's no toxic wells in this country. You don't know that. I do know that. There are magic wells, yeah, but there are no toxic ones. Children facing tough challenges, such as illness, bereavement or divorce. Why would a child be getting divorced? They shouldn't be married at that age. (laughs) (laughs) And if you missed that line, you can hear it this afternoon between two and four on BBC WM. (laughs) Said they... You can. But not three, we're doing two-minute silence, huh? Said they placed particular importance on their pets. The study found animals could play the part of listener even if the children realised they could not be understood. They can be understood, though. Poor pets. All they're doing is getting moaned at. It's not moaning. You talk to your pet. I think pets are great because you can have like conversations with them. Not stick insects. They're rubbish. Not the rabbit. That's rubbish. Not the cat. She won't go near the kids. The conversations you have with that rabbit are fairly fruity, though, aren't they? Oh, flip it. Stop. Stop humping that ball. <laughs> I'll wipe it down. I'll play football with that. Can't now. Just buy him his own ball. No way. Tight. Um, well, <laughs> that's that's the end of that. You got anything, Catherine? You want to, do you want to do a little do. bit of work today? I can do. Yes. Go on. Uh, fashion's bum night. Here we go. Oh, here we go. What? They do what? Bad news from the Met Ball. This year, Flimsy was Inzy. Oh. This was in yesterday's paper. This yeah, is the but... thing in, in uh, New York where it costs $25,000 a ticket. But as we know, boobs is not news, but bums is news. Yes, now. that's correct. That's correct. Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, above, in case you were wondering whose bum you're looking at, yeah. and Kim Kardashian stepped onto the red carpet wrapped up in what looked like bling shower curtains. Yuck, it was like a big body convention in a Gossamer big Gulch. Big body convention. <laughs> BBC. A B. Yes, carry on. In Gossamer Gulch. The word vulgar, like Beyonce's frock, doesn't even begin to cover it. Who's saying this? Jan Moyer. Would I? Carry on. She wouldn't. No wonder Gwyneth Paltrow opted out. On the night, she was at home with her daughter. And who can blame her? This is supposed to be fashion's night of the year, but it's turned into a great giant bum night a in more box. days of
to end our election coverage here at BBC Three Counties Radio by playing a slightly creepy, sexually charged song by someone called Chico Arnez. Wowzers. Scoy, are you going to bed now? Uh, I'm going to do a little bit more work and then I'll go to bed. No. Need a hand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, would I? <laughs> Just remind us, how long have you been up? Um, I'm hitting 40 hours now. Tough guy. Oh, Tough guy. That's it. That's your lot. There'll be a new podcast up shortly. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Skoinzy. Thank you, Betsy. Dealey, as always, I'm saluting the magic. Back on Monday at 6 o'clock. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Northbound, there are delays from Junction 10 Fluton Airport to the Toddington services. That's because two lanes have been closed there by an accident involving a lorry and a car. It's also slow on the M1 southbound from the London Gateway services to Staples Corner at the A406. That's because the North Circular Road is really busy at the moment. In Mill Hill, Watford Way is looking very slow from the Apex Corner southbound to Mill Hill Circus. And on, in Aylesbury on the A41 Fry Ridge Road, that's looking really slow on the speed sensors between Oxford Road roundabout and the A413 at the Walton Street roundabout. On the trains, Chilton Railway have 30-minute delays through High Wycombe because the train's broken down. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I do keep listening to uh, BBC Three Counties Radio for any updates. Any seats haven't been announced yet. Podcast coming up in a couple of hours. Back on Monday at 6. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, are you pleased or disappointed with the election results? The latest predictions are that David Cameron will stay on as Prime Minister with enough seats for a slim overall Conservative majority after the general election. Ed Miliband admits it's been a disappointing night for Labour. The Conservatives have held all Hertfordshire seats so far. They've also held the marginal seat of Milton Keynes South. David Liddington held Aylesbury for the Conservatives. The Tories have also held Beaconsfield, Chesham, Amersham, Buckingham and Wickham. Conservative Nadine Dorries has held Mid-Bedfordshire. Andrew Salou has held Bedfordshire Southwest. Counting is still taking place in Bedford and in Luton. Well, this morning, I want your reaction to this momentous election night and election result. Are you pleased or disappointed with the election result? Call me now with your views on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC news. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Cameron heading back to Downing Street, Clegg set to resign, Tories hold all seats in Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire, and in other news, seven charged over death of Watford students. BBC Three Counties Radio. David Cameron appears certain to be returned to Downing Street with the Conservatives poised to win a majority in the general election. I want my party and, I hope, a government I would like to lead 
to reclaim a mantle that we should never have lost, the mantle of one nation. One United Kingdom. The other big winner of the night is the SNP, which has made spectacular advances across Scotland, mainly at Labour's expense. Labour's shadow chancellor, Ed Balls, has lost his seat in Yorkshire. Any personal um, disappointment I have at this result is as nothing compared to the sense of sorrow I have at um, the result that Labour has achieved across the United Kingdom tonight.